Hey guys, welcome to Cancel This. I'm Vic Faust. Happy Tuesday, January 24th with Tab of the Hassle. Eric Johnson on the way. Allegedly, he's late. <laughs> he says, all the traffic is a standstill. Mm. Hey, you push the show back. You got to get up a little earlier to deal with that traffic. It's a push. It's a push. I'm going to start late. I got to be honest. I was puckering on the way here. I'm like, it's, did I screw up? And I even left a little earlier. <laughs> Traffic was bad. And that's Scotty Gherkin. That's why you have to put, just like, just like the parents tell you, just like your coaches tell you, just like your teachers tell you, you have to plan for things. So we get things kicking off on a Tuesday. Glad you're joining us. It is cancelthisshow.com. Cancelthisshow.com as always. We ask everybody to share the show. Like our pictures where you find them. Subscribe. That helps us get around some of those algorithms that we've had a problem with in the past. Yeah, not a lot of fun there. Also, coming up today, in just moments, we're going to talk with Colonel Joe Adams. Um, he says the cartel's not only in Missouri, it's in Sullivan. He's going to give us an idea. He's also going to talk about one of our subjects from yesterday, why St. Louis is a no-go city. Get out of there. Coming up at 9.15, really looking forward to talking with Asma Hashimi. She is the owner of Prom Dolls. She's an Iraqi uh, native. She grew up in Iraq, moved to the United States to have her American dream. She has done it. There's nothing that pisses her off more, ticks her off more than people trying to come here illegally and people ripping this country around the world, but begging, trying to get in here. Uh, what she has seen happen to this country, how it's being torn apart from the inside out, frustrates her. And of course, the people who come to this country and actually go through the naturalization process, who study, who know more about our country than a lot of people who are actually American citizens. It's embarrassing. I talked about this before. I covered for the news a couple of naturalization processes, and I looked through the book, and I heard some of the questions. I couldn't answer all the questions. <laughs> I was embarrassed that these people coming into our country wanting to be a part, not born here, wanting to be a part and to go through that process, I guarantee they would blow away American citizens who have not had to take the test about our country. I, I'm with our you. Our Constitution. I read some of those some of those questions, and it's going back to a lot of stuff we learned many, many years ago that we've all forgotten. So she will join us at 915, plus she has a super successful business, Prom Dolls. Uh, Tabitha, I think you told me you had heard of it. Uh, she'll be in. She'll promote that as well. You know what? She has some beautiful dresses. We... I don't really know Ozma very well. I've met her a couple of times. She's a beautiful person. Oh, you've met her. I didn't yeah, know Oh, yeah. Very intelligent, beautiful person. But we have a lot of friends in common. And so I see her dresses all the time on my friends, and they are absolutely amazing. Well, she'll be joining us at 9.15. Let's jump in right now as we get things kick-started on the show with our friend. That's Colonel Joe Adams jumping in to talk to us today as we try to talk to him each day. Good morning, Colonel. What's got your goat this morning? You? What's concerning Good. you this morning, my friend? I'd like to give a big shout out to all the militia here in Franklin County, Washington Guard. Good morning. Yeah, good morning to all of them as well, Joe. What's got you going this morning, man? What are you concerned about? There's always something as we talk, we check in with you on these weeks. Well, I was talking to U uh, U.S. Border Patrol yesterday, and I guess we're up to 160 different countries being processed and cut loose in this in this country from different countries. 160. Uh, when, when I was with the, working with Border Patrol. We were up to 126 different countries entering, entering, entering hearing, being captured. Now we've got 160 different countries being processed and released into this country. There's only 196 countries in the world. 
and we're taking in a hunt from people from 160 different countries, and we frankly don't know who they are. Well, they know the doors open, don't they, Joe? You know, word well, spreads. Open? Word spreads fast. If you want to get into the United States unimpeded, without being checked, without having background checks, without being vetted, come through the southern border, and they all know where to go. They know where to land. They come up. They're coming up from the Caribbean. And look at all the the terrorism that's taking place down in the Caribbean. And look at the amount of people we're finding coming in from Tobago and down in that area into this country. Like you've said so many times, it is exactly like a Trojan horse. It is a Trojan horse. And that Trojan horse is about ready to explode. We're approaching here real soon 30 million illegal aliens in this country. That oh half of we have no idea who they are. Thirty million. You know that when this uh, before the Biden administration, we were up to twenty-two million for years and years. They mentioned, oh, there's eleven million, eleven million. More myself and Border Patrol knew that's impossible. I was always saying twenty to twenty-two million. Finally, they re- they released it. The fact that we're right. So people with this influx of illegals coming in now, they forgot about the twenty-two million that were already here. So we're getting ready to reach the 30 million mark. Now, it, how many yeah. how many states don't even have 30 million people? Well, Joe, so 30 million. Joe, put that in perspective right now. We hear, okay, illegal aliens running all around the United States. Let's talk about the problem that that, that is or the problems that that. Uh... Well, the big, the big problem within that 30 million people, how many cartel people do you think they are? Now, every illegal alien that enters this country through our southern borders has a connection to the cartel. And I think we spoke on the last show. We had a little problem here with one of the local store owners being harassed by some cartel guys. And uh, so, lo and behold, it, well, a couple of things happened. Uh, I went to a gun show a couple of weeks ago, and the same characters who came in that store and harassed a vendor and threatened him. Of course, the police were called and they did nothing. And uh, they were driving a van with expired Texas plate. I asked the cops, do you run that plate? No, no, why not? I said, who are these people? And they tell me to walk on down the street and I refuse to. So I'm, we're at a gun show in Pacific, Missouri a couple of weeks ago. And in walks, in fact, they got in, I didn't see them. Somebody said, uh, Colonel, isn't that the same guys that caused the problem in, in Washington? So <clears throat> I took it upon myself to do something about that. Now, these are what's the unique thing is some were Hispanic and some were Middle Eastern guys. Okay. Obviously, the leader of the group was a big, tall, big beard, Middle Eastern guy. So I walked over to, to them. They were they were buying ammunition. Now, why is illegals buying ammunition? Because they're cartel. So I walk over to the Hispanic guy because he was the end of the line. I think there's about eight of them, six or eight of them. And the last guy in line was the Hispanic guy that I had seen with these other with these other characters in Washington. So I walked over to him. I said, hey, you remember this face? Do you remember me? Because he had all of a sudden he looked like uh, uh, headlights in the deer, right? So. Then I worked my way to the front of their column and got the leader, the big Middle Eastern guy, and I go, hey, uh, remember me? You remember my face? I said, I want you to memorize this face. Memorize my face. And then I whispered something to him, which I won't share with the audience, and I told him to get out of the gun show now. So I escorted them to their car. I had my hand under my jacket, 
And right away, now these guys who didn't speak English, right? Right away, they started doing that prayer. You know, oh, God bless you. God bless you, my mother. God bless your family. I said, I got your mother's prayer under my coat. Get in the car and get out. I've had it. I've had it. And they left. But the new thing about it was they were driving a brand new van. I think it was a Honda. Brand new. Now, where does illegal aliens get the money to buy a brand new van? Well, I, I think we know because they're funded. You know, they're, they're paid operatives. It's an invasion. They are heavily funded and they're spreading out across our country. And it's not just about Democrat votes. It, it is literally an invasion. And I don't understand why people don't understand this. Well, not until you, you know, they affect somebody directly. They're not going to understand it. Then the next, the next thing we had, I got, a, I got a, uh, information from a guard lady in the militia saying that she was in Walmart in Sullivan and illegals followed her around for over an hour just staring at her. They weren't buying anything. They were just following her. And I said, really? She says, yes. And in, around September of last year, one of those whack and hut buses, thank you, Dick Cheney, pulled up and dropped off 30 illegals in Sullivan. Wow. And they immediately went to an apartment complex. So those are the same characters. So I had called the Sullivan police because I have close relationship with them. I said, hey, tell me about those uh, 30 illegals you got in that apartment. He says, well, we've had a couple calls with nothing serious. They're very quiet. Really? Now, the, the, the information from the lady said, she said, they live in that apartment complex. This is the guard lady. And she said, the strange thing is they're very quiet. And I said, well, you should have called the police first and me second. So, you know, when, when these ladies are out there walking around, if you feel uncomfortable, even walking to your car, call the police. That's their job. If you feel uncomfortable, call the police. Call me second. So very quiet. The police, now, so that's two people, that's two parties that have told me the illegals in the apartment complex are very quiet. And that word stuck in my head. Very quiet, very quiet. Well, you know what that then means. Then I realized what I I realized what I was thinking. You all heard the Texas rattlesnake roundup every year? No, I have no idea what you're talking yes, about. Yes, I have. Right. So there's so many rattlesnakes in Texas. Oh. That very dangerous species, right? So they go around and round up hundreds of them a year and destroy them because there's too many of them. And people are in the frontier on ranches and rattlesnakes are dangerous, super dangerous. The rattlesnakes now have start, stopped rattling. The rattlesnakes have gotten very quiet. So that's my... Uh, so they're, they're lying in wait now. They know if they make noise, they'll be found. That's right. Yeah, but how right. can you look at Nature's these? Joe, you brought up the woman. She's like, there were there were illegals following me around and staring at me. I, I just for just for purposes, I bring this up. How do you know that they're illegals? How did this woman she's, know? She's from Sullivan. She's seen them before. Okay. She saw them being unloaded. Yeah, it's Sullivan. Yeah, Sullivan's a small town. You people there usually know what's going on. Well, it's a good question. Why are they here? Even then the guards asked me, why are these people coming to the urban areas? Well, they're coming because to we are soft, They're coming soft to small targets. That's right. They're coming to small towns all across the United States. People are shocked when I tell them in Chattanooga, Tennessee, busloads almost every day being dropped off 
in Chattanooga, Tennessee. People say, why? Because, you know what? Because they want to infiltrate the small towns. So, so Joe, the, listening to you, it's, it's very unnerving. 30 million illegal aliens. At some point, you have to go, the Biden administration, Obama, whoever it is, there is a collusion, an international collusion, and you would have to bring a George Soros maybe into this. What is the communication? What is going on at the top ranks of our government that they, they basically are they're doing this for the reason of changing the demographics of this country? No doubt. No doubt. But what is the collusion mechanism? Who is really pulling the strings of a Joe Biden right now to let this happen? Well, I, I, it goes back to the you know, World Economic uh, Association. Uh, so is or, there or, behind or, closed door discussions that are that are driving all of this? Well, the objective of this whole thing is chaos because the Democrats want a one party system. I mean, that worked real good for Detroit and Cleveland. I mean, it's just it's impossible. But they're they're out they're out to destroy you know, and cause chaos to create a one party system, political system. That's what it's about. They want total control. Now, the problem is in my community, which is the intelligence community, more than 50% of my associates are now talking about civil war. The inevitable mm. is going to be a civil war. Now, what, how that, what that civil war looks like, I don't, I don't know at this time. I think the states will probably succeed, but you know, that opens us up for invasion, and here comes NATO troops. So it's going to be an interesting uh, uh, year 24, very interesting. I think there's going to be some really eventful historical things happen in 24. If not sooner. Well, wait a minute. Does I, that does but, that mean that uh, that Biden was right that they can carpet bomb its own people? What do you what does that mean? A civil war? Or is it? How does that work exactly? I mean, is it be, because we don't have the firepower to go against the United States military? Obviously, is it? And then you just brought in NATO, and they have even more power. Is it those people versus the citizens of the United States? Yeah. They, they know they can't turn our own military against the civilians. They know that. They have to have have to have to outside troops. They can't do it. They can try, but the National Guard, for, you know, is controlled by the governors. And the, we've got enough states already. I think there's seven that's just had it just about enough. That's why all you hear about is sovereignty, sovereignty, sovereignty. But the problem with that is they, that's why they love the Roe versus Wade thing, because it's actually turning the states against each other on that level. Because one state agrees with abortions, another uh, state uh, doesn't like abortions. And so it's, it causes a rift between the states. And so if you be a sovereign state, you have to get along with the other states. That's the trick. Why, do, trying to, why do you think yeah, a Joe Biden, Scranton Joe, subscribes to something like this? Because you know he knows what's going on. Why does Scranton Joe think, okay, let's, uh, let's do this. Let's get a one-party system in here. And uh, my blue collar background, you know, damn that. Why? Why is Scranton Joe uh, letting the borders of the United States be overrun? Well, do you you watch do you uh, watch the Mark Levin show? Yeah, every my, now and then. My yeah, favorite. And, you know, I have everything he says is true. The Democratic Party is out to destroy this country and take control. That's what they want. Mark Levin. He's a, what a great guy. I'm I surprised love Mark Levin. Levin. I'm surprised Mark Levin has not had a fatal traffic accident by now i really am is 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 joe compromised is that why because this guy 
I mean, he's going against everything that seems like is in his DNA. You know, it just seems weird. It's not Elon Omar as president. It's it's Scranton Joe. I'm just wondering how does that dynamic work? Because you know, he 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 knows what's happening to these communities. He sees these communities on fire, and and yet he just continues to do the same thing. He he likes it. That's part of the plan. Wow. They they sit around. They sit around and think of what bad things they can do to this country. I think I asked in your show last time. Does anybody out there know of anything good that Joe Biden has done? No, there hasn't done is bad. You know, during the Obama administration, myself and Border Patrol had a, had a uh, saying that what Obama does, if Obama says it's good for the United States, it's bad. Right. Yeah. And what Obama says is bad for the United States is good. This whole thing started with Obama, went down the hill, the, the, the big snowball going down the hill. So then when Hillary, did, Hillary didn't get elected, that ruined their timetable. So they had to turn up the juice and catch up where Obama left off, and that's why all this chaos is here. Mm. Well, Joe, this problem is bad enough as it is. A topic we were talking a little bit about yesterday because you listened to the show as well as one that's going on in St. Louis City. You say St. Louis is a no-go city. What do you mean by that? Well, I think you talked about it yesterday on your show. I mean, I, I tell my guard, it's, it's my recommendations that we stay out of St. Louis City. But one of the reasons I moved out, well, I moved out here to command the Washington Guard. But I saw indicators, and I, and I, I preach about indicators to my militia every muster. You have to be able to read the signs. So what's happened? So in St. Louis County, in the state, says, well, first of all, they should send in the state police and take over St. Louis City, most corrupt organization. Uh, they do nothing. So the problem with St. Louis City is it's spilling over into St. Louis County. Yes. And I'll give you a good example. We didn't have enough problems in the county, so they got to build Metrolink over to buy the Galleria in Clayton. As soon as the Metrolink was finished, crime went up in the Galleria 400%. Yes, yes. So they've had to they've had to let go 14 or 16 Richmond Heights employees because the people in the Galleria they've lowered the tax base, so they'll stay. The vendors want to get out. I mean, to go to the Galleria is a dangerous, dangerous episode. It is. So I, 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 Joe, I do security there sometimes. It is outrageous. It's a zoo. It's a well, zoo. It's so unbelievable. Macy's wants, to get, Macy's wants to get out. So, the, you know, the, the government in Richmond Heights makes them a deal with, you know, we'll just lower your taxes. Will you please stay? But eventually the gallery is going to go down, just oh, like yeah. uh, Northwest Plaza. Well, we haven't, well, hey, I, I'm counting our blessings. We haven't had any shootings at the gallery recently. No, there were. Right. Last year, right? Last year. But recently. Oh, are you, recently. That is recently. I mean, hey, I'm thinking about the thousands of people that go there, uh, and we haven't had any issues lately. Okay. Thank you, God. But, Joe, they don't want to. We, we had this big discussion yesterday. I don't know if you were listening to the show. They don't want to solve crime. They want us citizens to get used to it. They want us to learn to live with it. And something we're going to be talking about later, it, you know, Chase Bank. Ask it, him right now. Yeah. Let's, instead, of, instead of solving crime, they're telling citizens in New York City, we're going to close ATMs at 5 or 6 p.m. because of rising crime. Did you hear in this, Eric? Chicago. No, no, I didn't. In not. the city of Chicago, they're, you know, they're telling people not to carry cash. If you don't want to get robbed, don't carry cash. Mayor Lightfoot literally told citizens in a press conference, if you don't want to get robbed or mugged, don't carry cash. Thanks, Mayor. Yeah. <laughs> how, Solution. How you, you got all these shootings. It's because, like, Here's my favorite thing is you go to facilities. Let's say you go to a bank. 
or uh, some vendor, and there's a sign on the door that says no firearms on this premises. Well, now, do you think the bad guys pay no. attention to that sign? No, that's, right. rid- that's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> myself and myself and my son went to the bank the other day to do some banking, and it's a friendly community. It's, it's no problem. And even me, I took my gun out and put it under the seat. He goes, what are you doing? I said, well, the banks doesn't like people with guns inside. He goes, isn't that exactly where we should carry? You should carry. That's right. But you're not allowed to carry because the bad guys see that. And it's like it's like a, an open entertainment to to do something. People have to learn how to, it's, and this is a state of mind. This is the state of condition that we're in. People have got to learn to, for situational awareness and how to defend themselves. Because this stuff can happen at any time, any place. Yeah, that's People true. Have to, well, so just, we were. You have. To, you, I used to teach a class for, the, for U.S. embassies called "Living in Hostile Lands," and people who came over with their families to foreign embassies now are living in a, in a semi-combat zone. So, how can you live comfortably in a hostile land? You have to adapt to it. We have no choice. Either we adapt to it or we become victims. Do you think? The show, do you, people, let me I, ask you. I, I, let me ask you about St. Louis, Missouri. Um, first of all. You're, um, why don't you bring the Washington militia to St. Louis and do a, a vigilante type of uh, situation like they used to do in New York City with the, uh, with the um, what was it called? What was his uh, system up there called? What was it? The guard. Um, ain't, um, anyway, just coming in and protecting the city of St. Louis. Is that possible? Is it possible to just have a presence that's not a cop? But a bunch of three hundred and fifty pound dudes with with like a, oath keepers or proud boys or something. Along no, no, those no, lines. no, 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 not them. I'm talking about the 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 guys with the berets up in New York. Who who were those guys? The vigilante you know, group. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. the name of them, but um, the guardian angels. Um, guardian angels. Yeah, what you, they did a lot of good up in New York City. They look like wimps. They wore they wore pink jackets with berets. But my God, the 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 subway. Uh, robberies went down they they kind of fixed crime is there any way that if the st louis or st louis county police department doesn't want to do something that we have a group that could get out there and maybe i don't know patrol the streets at a pageant show whenever there's a concert or go to the armory <laughs> or go to the armory and make sure that they know that if the any punks break uh, glasses or glass out of cars you see what i'm saying it seems like the, the they cops... would be shot down by st louis county oh, police. Really? they would be Why? shot down Why, no pun intended and Why, by St. Louis City Police and the leadership in place. Well, really, that, well, they, they would that, never allow something like that. Plus, exactly. I'm just yeah. saying, a bunch of good, uh, a Sam, good. Sam they don't want us. What about a bunch of good intention people Sam with, with a, that's, a dis- that's not a good idea. Sam. Who cares what Sam uh, Page says? Uh, if they're going to be out there, they need to wear their mask. This uh, is a, it's a cottage industry. Heck, you guys, it would never you, happen. You they don't want to solve crime. Wouldn't happen, Eric. Okay, well, the cops aren't doing anything. That's so what, no, they, they'll, they'll, it's the same thing. They can't do anything. They won't do anything. It's right here in in uh, Franklin County. The same thing. Most of the police say, "Well, there's there's nothing we can then do." What good are the cops? Seriously, I hate to say that. Hey, hey, guys in blue, the thin blue line guys, call into this show and let us know what's what's the purpose. I don't understand. The purpose is if you if you guys are on this show telling me that it's unsafe to go to a Battle Hawks game because my whatever car is going to get destroyed. Then why am I going to go down there and, and, and put my faith or trust you're not. in you? You're not. That's the point. You're not. We're telling you not to. So that's my question. And Drew, Drew says they would never let the racist organizations patrol St. Louis. Drew, 
who said anything about racism? And you just all of a sudden assume somebody that wants to fight crime is racist. Is that what we've come to? Why no? But you get people out there. You get these these people like this guy Drew, who don't like uh, crime being dealt with. And if somebody's dealing with crime, they're called racist, which means police are called racist. Which means you're a racist, Joe, and I'm a racist, and Eric and Scott and Tab are the racist because we don't want crime. Well, you know, all cockroaches aren't necessarily brown or black. There's a lot of cockroaches that are white. You know that? No doubt. 45,000 species of cockroaches in the world, and they're not all black and they're not all brown, but there are white ones too. So we, we classify them as cockroaches. I agree. I mean, it just, I don't care what color you are. It's just that well, Tashara Jones needs to come out with her, her buddy, Kim Gardner, and say, this is one of the most unsafe cities we've ever seen, and we're the leaders of it. And, uh, yeah, we need some help here. And we, I mean, well, seriously. This may make you feel better, Eric. Sure. Anthony says, hey, Vic, untrue. I can confirm that we gathered armed people during the Ferguson riots and protected a strip mall. And then in 2015, we also guarded a business strip. That had apartments over them. They did. I remember. I've got photos of Thanks it. Thanks for the information, Anthony. I'm but, just saying. But the climate has changed. The climate has definitely unfortunately, changed. Unfortunately, Anthony. And, and right now under the Biden regime, if you are an Oath Keeper or a Proud Boy, you are a terrorist. You can no longer protect businesses. Yeah, It's a shame. It seems to me like the civil war that Joe talks about is this. You leave to go to a part of the country in which laws are made that say we will not tolerate this kind of garbage that's going on in other cities. And they make super strong law laws against any of this garbage. And you move to those cities. And if you like to subscribe to these these uh, crime-ridden cities, Atlanta, St. Louis, Los Angeles, New York, go live there. Have fun. But they're going to turn into... They're going to be ghost towns. Trust me. Before we let Joe go today, hey, Joe, here's a terrific question from Joe Patterson. What's the purpose of militia? And I want you to promote your militia now. But what is the purpose of a militia if you're not allowed to protect the community or its territory? Good question. Well, that's why I moved to uh, Washington, Missouri in Franklin County, because uh, I saw the indicators of the traffic moving in from St. Louis City to St. Louis County, and I was right on the border, and I just told my wife, I said, you know, we've got to give up, give up this beautiful home. We have to def- uh, obtain a defensive pot or something. We have to go to an area that we're allowed to operate and protect. So the first thing I did was go around with law enforcement, identify myself. But of course, before I got to the, they had already ran me. And so all, all the all the police departments and the sheriff's departments out here in, in two different counties support me because we support them. So a true militia, in case of natural disaster, we're there to assist the police when they get overran. Civil unrest will be right there. I've got a four ops team, I have special operations teams. I've got I got three different logistical teams. We show up, food, water. I mean, forget FEMA. We'll be there in in, in 45 minutes. So we're here to support the first responders, especially. And when the first responders get overran, then we all take action accordingly. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Joe, we appreciate you jumping in with us today. Uh, we'll certainly jump in. We're going to plan on having you every Tuesday. We appreciate the topics, things that are going on. Uh, once again, how can people get more information about your militia to join? I continue to hear people from St. Louis County who are coming out to jump in and at least go to a meeting because some people who are comfortable in their ways of lives, you hear the word militia and you're like, ooh, ooh. I heard somebody else who was a member say, you know what, we're – if you hear the word militia and you try to make it negative, 
That's not what this is about. Right. You should check out a meeting and see what we're what we're going over. They even talk, they actually said you smile and laugh, Joe, which is hard for me to believe. <laughs> I'm a funny guy. You are a funny guy. <laughs> uh, let how can people get in contact with you? Uh, just Washington Guard, the number nine at gmail.com. All right, Joe, have a great day. We'll check in with you next Tuesday. All right. See you next Tuesday. Have oh, a good next week. Tuesday. Next Tuesday, we're going to talk about gun shows, and you're going to love this one. Oh, I can't wait! Thank you for the tease on that already. Time to get educated. Hey, hey Tabitha. Yes. Do I have a Do I have a second here? Here's your Here's the perfect gun. Okay. I just got this for my wife for her birthday. I'm looking for a new one. It's called a switch gun. Oh yeah. What the heck? Look at that. Twenty-two magnum. Sweet. Where do you conceal that? Anywhere. Look how little that is. Tabitha knows. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Tabitha can put it in there. (laughs) You know, Joe, I think next week I'm going to be buying a new firearm, so that looks perfect for me. You'll have to send me those details. (laughs) That little thing will get lost, Tabitha. See you next next week. Have a good week, Joe. See you, Colonel. I'm I'm out of that one. (laughs) Tab, defend yourself. I love that. I was just telling my son yesterday, I'm like, I need to go find a new gun. (laughs) <laughs> That's I'm excited. Awesome. I'm gonna. I am not. That I'm thing, not. I'm a, definitely not gonna say what I was gonna say. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. That big? Yeah. Was it about that big? That gun? Never mind. <laughs> yeah. I'm just Get gonna close shut to the up. camera. <laughs> <laughs> Robert says you can need two of those things, Tabitha. You can have those all over. <laughs> oh I am gosh. going to I shut just up. Might. I'm just gonna shut up. No, right don't now. shut up. No, no, no. <laughs> Go for it. No, no. Anyway, no, no. Colonel Joe Adams, we appreciate it. Checking him with every checking in on him every Tuesday. Uh, at around eight o'clock. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess are, are we surprised anymore? He's continuing to see illegal aliens uh, through small towns in Missouri. They're in Tennessee, Indiana, Ohio, and you know they're you on it. they're on highway junctions. Think about this. I, you know, I just talked to somebody about this in Sullivan yesterday because I I kind of had an idea of what Colonel Joe was going to talk about when it came to Sullivan. And I'll tell you what, think about that. There are all these big truck stops mm-hmm. in Sullivan, Missouri, and there's a lot of alleged drug activity that traffics through that area. Same with Chattanooga, Tennessee. Same with so many areas we see illegals flocking to. And and you know that now when they cross our southern border illegally, they get to choose where they want to go in many instances. They're not always forced to go to a certain city. So they're going to go where their folks are, where they can run business. No, look at this. And they're uh, here, here's the cartels. This, don't don't kid yourself. If I'm a, if I'm going to start a national chain of hamburger joints, I'm going to look all over the map and I'm going to say we can make money here, 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 here and you start throwing darts. St. Louis, Missouri, a crime-ridden capital in the United States is a perfect joint to go put a couple of cartel members in and start a little network of trouble. That's all there is to Drugs, it. Drugs. Don't kid yourself. Guns. The guys are yep. here. They're here. They're and they're, have been here. Sex trafficking. It's these all are coming not, through. These are not, you know, mom and pops and little kids coming over to start good, uh, you know, start nice little lives working at where. Now, if you were in 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 Tijuana or if you were in Central America, why would you come to St. Louis to start a better life? I've never understood. Well, there that are one. people there. You know, the majority of people who come into this country illegally are truly here to have a better life. They send money back to their family in wherever they've come from. I really do believe the majority are here for a better life. You know, we have a very flawed system in this country is as far as immigration. It's we should loosen and fast track 
the process. And we're not doing that. We're keeping it's, too many people out. It's a great point. And coming up at our 9 o'clock hour, we're going to talk with Azma Hashimi because she came to the United States legally. She went through the naturalization process. She was an Iraqi native. She will break down what she sees as well, how she hates what is happening, how she sees people trying to get into this country, tear apart what she has made, her American dream with prom dolls, because it's happening on a daily basis. And if you're not watching, you may not see. But if you actually try to look, you're going to see a whole bunch of stuff going on with that. I'm curious, Tabitha, because you sent us a note that in the year 2022, U.S. Marshals rounded up seven, almost 77,000 yes. people illegally. 77,000. I, I was trying to find uh, something to compare that to in years past. Is that more? What kind of people are there? It is more and than why, last year. And why this concerns the hell out of you. I keep track of these numbers. A good friend of mine is, is a director for the U.S. Marshals. Started out here in St. Louis. Started out in Border Patrol, actually. Then was here in St. Louis. Moved to Washington, D.C. and is now at the, the very top of the U.S. Marshals. And so I get to hear a lot of very interesting stories. A lot of these arrests, believe it or not, right here in St. Louis, in the St. Louis area. They have they are a part of a task force right here in St. Louis that goes out and finds violent fen felons. They find sex offenders who aren't complying. And what they're doing is they're buying like here in the St. Louis region as just an example of what they're doing across the country. This is the case in many big cities. They're by they're they're our city is not prosecuting people, as we know. Kim Gardner's office, they're not making prosecutions. So what they're doing, the U.S. Marshal, they come in, they're part of these violent crime task force. They go out, they make their arrest. They prosecute these people federally that completely takes it off the hands of Kim Gardner's office. They buy beds in other states, Indiana, uh, Tennessee, et cetera. And then when they they hold these people out of the St. Louis area. So they're not being held here. And then they're being tried, convicted, prosecuted federally in most cases. And they're off in their own area. But it's the only way we can solve crime by bringing in other agencies. Yeah. Does that make sense to you, Eric? It does. It's, um, you know, I always want to ask uh, the governor of this, at least this state, what do you know about this? You know, somebody needs to go and ask our leaders what it is that they actually know about, you know, what's going on. Why, who can we ask? I, a serious question. I just, who can we ask about what is what are you guys doing to the community in St. Peter's? What are you guys doing to the community in Chesterfield? What is it that you guys are doing to the demographic shifts in wherever you live? And they should be able to go, yeah, it's happening. And uh, oh, let's see. Let, let me flip through here. Well, I'm sure Governor Parson 60, is very 60, well aware. Uh, new families have just moved into your area. Well, no, and not, uh, we're going to have yeah. to, and we're going to have to send them all to schools. There's, there's 30 children. Are you so going back gonna, to immigration? Yeah. Or are you talking about U.S. Marshals? I'm talking about immigration. I, it's all the same to me. Well, these are to two totally different topics. But if you want to go back to immigration, uh, you know, we talked to Governor Parson about immigration at one point, and he he was not aware because that's a federal. That's not at a state level. It's at a federal level. Why would level? the federal level and the state level not know what the other hand's doing? It's a team. It's the the tight end always knows what the quarterback's doing. The quarterback always knows what the tight end's doing. They work as a team. They win games, or they don't know what each other's doing, and they lose games. They you throw know. passes where the tight end's not going to go. So my question is: They can't simply, even get police departments within counties to communicate with each other. 
No, Another they Lewis County. No, they can't. Well, they're trying. So it's not just state, federal. I mean, you just you can't even cross the river with them knowing what's going on right across the river. Right. I mean, they, just, they just don't even share information half the time. No, and it's and it's again. I'm getting to my new normal. I'm getting to my new normal. I just I I believe that this country that whoever has the purse strings and whoever has the uh, marionette strings is has man. They did their due diligence and they did it. They did it, and they're literally they're drinking champagne in some dark rooms in where over in Switzerland. And these guys said we have destroyed the United States of America. And they did it. I'm serious. I don't see any way back from any of this unless you can, unless you feel brighter about it than I do. No, I mean, no. I think I made my point pretty clear on that yesterday. And, and what I said to Colonel Joe Adams earlier, they're telling us we're not going to solve crime. You have to get used to it. Can I ask you, you Vic, a question? You have to adjust your life. Vic, we were, you, when you stepped out, I asked the question, why does Governor Parson not know about the demographics? Why does he not know that there's a potential cartel member in the in the St. Louis area or he the knows. Franklin County, why can he not do State anything about it? Knows they do, all know. Why don't they get medieval on these guys' asses? And what's going on? How with, are you gonna? What? But how would you get medieval? You would arrest them, and you would try. Well, you them. can't you say, arrest you, them unless until you catch them doing something wrong. Correct. You can't. J- that's just, an FBI question. Is that an FBI? I question? think it's an FBI question. Also, that's why I asked Joe. How can you just assume somebody's illegal by looking at them? I mean, if they're bringing fentanyl, I mean, from here, a legal standpoint, I mean, you can look at somebody. Oh, I think that they're illegal. How can because you prove it? Because they're not American citizens. They're yeah, but living how can here. You, you can't prove arrest it. people. How can you prove it? I thought that living in apartments, you had to like prove things. No, you can no, it, absolutely not. Because I mean, I these people so. come here and they're resettled and they're not legal. So obviously, that's not an issue. But but you have to remember this: in, in this country, we still have due process. You can't arrest somebody just because you know they're a cartel member. You have to arrest just them. Just because you know they're a cartel. You can't. Do you hear what you're saying? Do you, do I know a lot of people who are criminals. You can't just go and arrest them because they're criminals. You can't arrest somebody just because okay. you know they've murdered someone. You actually have to prove it. In this country, you have to be able to prove it you in a court of law. You see how ridiculous this sounds? Why don't you just replace the word cartel member with ISIS? It would be, but it would be the same thing. There's Why a lot you, of ISIS yeah. members in our country, and guess what? Mm-hmm. You cannot arrest them unless you have reason to. Really? So the Somebody FBI can't walk into someone and say, you're not a citizen. We found out that you don't have a green card. You need to, anyway, you know what? Let's go to something more positive. What's what's going on with Prom Dolly? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Well, obviously, Eric, I can switch the subject, but I don't yeah. know if it's going to be, I was going to save it for them, but you know, we can jump into it now. Mm-hmm. Well, you you just you need to switch up a little bit. Right I now, just right? need my blood pressure to go back down okay. to a normal level. All right. Well, before we <laughs> before we fire it back up later, well, I don't know. You know, how about this? Here, this will make you feel better, Scotty. Can we show the world's oldest dog? Let's give Eric a dog pick. Eric, we try to put things together to make you feel a little world's bit better. Oldest dog? Yeah. The what? Twenty five years. Actually, right now the Guinness Book World of Record for dogs. Yeah. Oldest living, at least in the United States. That's one old looking dog. Is that all? <laughs> that's a cute little dog. I love Eric, that dog. Eric, that's Spike. Yeah. That's twenty that's a twenty-three year old dog, the world's oldest living dog. The world's oldest living dog. That's so cute. And my, that's Spike. My name is Hector. It's <laughs> <laughs> a cartel dog. Eric, Eric, you you ask and you receive. We went to something more fluffy for you to make you feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Let's Get the blood pressure down just a little bit. Is, is 23 years 23 old. years old. Look at Spike. I love him. I want him. <laughs> he's so good. I wonder, I wonder, you know, and then he's got his own little certificate now. But to me, that dog does not look like it's 
doing bad just by a pick. Mm-hmm. Looks like it's got cataracts for sure. Yeah, oh, something with the age, eyes. He's yeah. blind. He's deaf. His he legs all over the place. His legs bend the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. the wrong <laughs> That's like Eric now. Well, little little dachshunds. <laughs> spinal stenosis. Yeah. Little dachshunds have legs like that too. That could just yeah. be normal. But, but <laughs> as Jeannie says, that is a handsome dog. Seriously, twenty three years old. Do you guys? What's the longest uh, living? Uh, well, what is twenty three times seven? Had? What's twenty three times seven? Because in that dog year, twenty five times seven is one. 75. He's so a 180 year old take 160 dog. 14 <laughs> off of that. You're at 161. Yeah, but one, 160 years old, that dog. I had a dog, a little dog. It's like a biblical times right it's now like with that dog. Rolling Stone age. Jesus. Unbelievable. What's the, longest, what's the longest you've ever had a dog live? 18 years. Oh, that's awesome. What a life. 161. Exactly. Yeah. Scotty, yes. did, Scotty did the math. Very, very, very well. I had to go check my when you said I that tw- I was doing the calculator. Like, I had a, was I, I right? I had a twelve-year-old, twelve-year-old dog. We had a fifteen-year-old Dotson. Wow. They tend to. They tend to. That's what mine was. A little Dachshund. They tend to live a long time. They're so cute. Too. They are the They're good smartest, dogs. cutest little things. The little do- the little Dotsons. Okay. okay, Eric. Do we do we have the blood pressure back at? Yeah. Hold on. Yes. One more time. Check them Let's out. Let's check out this Spike. once again yeah. for people. That's Spike. My, my name is Spike. Yeah. <laughs> Spike. We wish you long living, even after this, after your great twenty-three years. Yeah. Uh, Guinness Book World Records. And Spike lives in Ohio. Camden, Ohio. And he, and he attributes it all to uh, uh, fast women, fast cars, <laughs> <laughs> one shot of whiskey a day and a cigar. <laughs> and five <laughs> strips of bacon. <laughs> five strips of bacon. Aaron says that dog made a deal with the devil. <laughs> Lizzie says her oldest dog was 15 years old. Mm-hmm. A Two cats lived to be 22. Are you kidding me? Cats live a very long time. Troy's Dachshund's 14. Carlene, my 16 and a half baby girl. Shih Tzu passed away last week. Um, we pray for, for that, that. Carlene, because obviously if you have a pet that long, mm-hmm. that is the same thing as a child. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, all right. This is canceltheshow.com. Go to catch out, catch all of our original content. Canceltheshow.com. Once again, canceltheshow.com. Check out all of our original content. We appreciate it when you like and subscribe to all of the platforms. Share the show wherever you possibly can. And when you like the pictures, like Facebook or wherever else, that helps us get pushed all throughout. Because we did find out when we first started, um, there were these little um, shadow fannings, so to speak. What's a shadow fanning? It, it rhymes with something. Okay. okay. <laughs> so you can't uh, say that. Yeah. Who knows anymore, man? I, I don't know. I don't know. Until we take over the world, we 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 do that stuff. But we're, th- those plans are in place. Um, Aaron says replying to Lizzie Sparks, twenty-two and nine had nine lives. To eh, I don't know what that meant. Uh, anyway, so jump on our canceltheshow.com stuff. Okay. Also, for those people who live in the St. Louis area or the Midwest area, because. We have possible snow coming up tomorrow. We'll have to wait and see about a live show or not. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. If not, we'll tape some stuff today for the podcast. Have that on there for you tomorrow because we could get anywhere from four to eight inches. And with our St. Louis forecasters, you never know what you're going to get. Half an inch. Armageddon did not hit last month when it was supposed to hit. Snowmageddon. Um, so we'll see what possible snowmageddon may hit uh, coming up. All right, Eric, if that, okay, you said that you were back. Mm-hmm. At, at at a decent level. Yes. Okay. Well, check out Joe Biden. We're gonna Scott's gonna pull up Joe Biden. 
I guess we're not really surprised when we see this, guys, because, you know, Joe Joe does what Joe does, and Joe doesn't know where he is most of the time. But kind of a big deal when you get off your presidential chopper, you know, what do you do when you're walking on the steps? It's when one you of see those. military, well, no, when you see military members, you salute if you're the president. You salute, but the little earpiece has to tell him to remember. Oh yeah, remind. What? When was that? Uh, I don't know. A couple right after, not too long after he was allegedly inaugurated, it, probably the week I believe the same week or the week after when he was walking <clears throat> into the the alleged White House, and he said salute. Oh yeah, he said salute. Yeah, he said salute a marine. <laughs> <laughs> he looking. just repeats what's in his earpiece. Well, we're showing video now. This was the president getting off uh, the chopper yesterday. Somebody forgot to tell him what to do. There's the, there's the Marine. <laughs> and we missed it. Oh, my. She's like, you forgot to salute for- the Marine, uh, Joe. Did you forget something? Uh, the ice cream. And then he looks down there and he goes, who are you? Uh, uh, <laughs> is there anybody for me to hug? Hurry, I crept my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's I, yelling about classified documents. I have got, to poop. He's got to know that he's toast. He's got to know. Do you think he knows? He has no idea. He has no idea. He doesn't even know who dressed him today. No, he no. does not. Can we see that again, Scotty, him coming down the steps? I mean, it's... It's embarrassing. It, it really is embarrassing. But if you do it enough times, you just disassociate with the tradition and the honor and the respect. That should be habitual. He should have saluted before he came down the steps, right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think she does say something to him. Joe, you forgot to salute to, to Ryan. And he's laughing like, uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. God. That's just so embarrassing. Uh, so I mean, anyway, um, that wasn't anything that was necessarily going to get your blood pumping, Mr. Johnson. Disrespectful is what that is. It is. And but unfortunately, without intent, because he has no idea what's going on. Yeah. What did you say, Scotty? Jeannie said exactly, Scotty. I what think I said that he. Oh, yeah. Off the stairs. I probably. Oh, I probably yeah. should yeah, have said that. Salute right off the top of the stairs before he came down. Carlene says it's disgusting. Joe makes probably the best point. If Trump did any of this, it would be all over the mm-hmm. world by now. Uh, John says he's geriatric. Amy says, what a joke. So I guess we shouldn't be surprised with all that going on, but we actually went a full day yesterday without hearing about any new classified documents being found. But uh, old Kareen, his White House press secretary, didn't answer again about any questions regarding classified documents. Guess what they were talking about? Gas prices. With good reason. They brought up gas prices. I thought they didn't have anything to do with gas prices. No, they, they, no when, it, when it goes up, oh, yeah. we can't control that. When it goes down, it's right. like, oh, kiss our ass. Yeah. Like, what, what, it, what is, what, which one is it? It's, it's kiss our ass. You're exactly right. And uh, I'm so tired of that argument with the, because they just say they have no control over it. Yeah. Back up to 319. You know, this, this, so this press secretary is a joke. The, the whole organization is a joke. All you have to do if you're this press secretary is go, look, this is a legal matter, guys. I have no control in the information that comes out as far as that goes. This is a personal matter between Joe Biden taking some documents out of a, a skiff and bringing them home. I can't answer any qu- You can answer, ask me all the questions you want, but stop looking at your damn binder and saying, and here's the other thing that really is frustrating. 
Joe Biden takes the the documents uh, very seriously. And if she says that one more time, I'm going to throw my phone at the damn TV because he doesn't take them seriously. He proved he did not take classified documentation seriously. Well, Vic. they're going to be looking it's for more. They're looking for more documents. As a matter of fact, now the FBI is considering <clears throat> searching all locations where documents could possibly be, meaning places he's visited, family members' homes, um, other offices. So we may find more documents. But I mean, yeah. don't you think that this press secretary, there's nothing you can trust from her anymore. You but, can't trust anything. If you're going to lie about all of this stuff that the White House feeds you, how, what can you trust with her anymore? Nothing. But didn't you guys see this coming? We knew the gas prices would go down before the midterms. We all said that's why gas prices are going down, because they're looking for votes. And as soon as the midterms are over, they're going to start going back up. 319 here in St. Louis. I've heard up to $4 still in some some areas over in Illinois. Didn't we expect this? It's over 4 for me because I'm diesel. So. It, right? Oh, yeah. You do have a big old rig, man. I got to pull them trailers, man, for that real job. I didn't know you'd seen <laughs> Scotty's rig. Wait a minute. Wait, no, but that <laughs> big that truck, way. that truck you drive around here in the parking lot. Yeah. You're telling me that can't drive in the snow? Oh, it can. I, and but it, it can also slide off the road too. <laughs> oh, okay. I can get out, that but big I mean, truck I can't. Slides you. over the road. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. You oh, yeah. give me a break. Hey, when it's slick, it's slick. I mean, you can't control like a that. Semi. You can't control that. But interesting too, when we talk about you know what's happening with the president and all of that situation, and of course, if Trump would not have saluted the Marine, what would have happened? Now we find out also yesterday. Thank you, Tabitha. Ex-FBI agent who actually led the whole Trump-Russia hoax uh, has now uh, been charged and arrested <laughs> over his own alleged ties to guess who? A Russian oligarch. You can't make it up. He's can charged you? with money laundering and violating U.S. sanctions against the oligarch. And he is the guy who led the whole Russian hoax. And I bet you didn't hear about this anywhere in media yesterday. And of course, we're not ever encouraging people to watch national news because you're not going to get the full truth. We talk about that all the time. Um, you have to go and search for it. Go figure. <laughs> the ex-FBI agent who led the hoax. Oh, yeah, he's going to be pleading guilty pretty soon. And Tabitha, you say you can't make it up. Does it, I mean, does that surprise anyone, seriously? Because isn't that the, the typical example of gaslighting? I'm the one colluding with Russia, but I'm going to investigate you and blame it on you. And I'm going to write these reports that you are the one colluding with Russia, but really it's me. Amen. I mean, what do you want me to say about this? Nothing. Uh, there's nothing in, in any of these stories anymore that's surprising. It really isn't. I mean, it's. It is a little surprising that it's all of a sudden we're finding out things now with from a national media standpoint. We never got this stuff before. We're starting to get some of it. But does the American public even care? No, you got you got a document that has like 50 CIA and FBI agents signed off that says the Hunter Biden laptop is fake. So we find out that the Hunter Biden laptop was real. And these are CIA agents. They should know what is real and what is not real. Yet they still put their little John Hancock all over well, things. Of course they did. Nothing that happens behind the scenes in Washington, D.C. is surprising me anymore. It's all it's lies not. and propaganda. Robert says it's an upside down world, guys. Upside down all around. Bible end of it's CERN. age stuff. It's what it is. It's CERN. CERN. Oh, no. Here we go. It is. Kathy CERN, says it's all so incestuous. CERN has flipped over the reality of this planet. 
I don't know how it did it, but it needs to go and smash. Maybe it's five G. Maybe it is. Who knows? <laughs> it could be the five G. Well, Eric, the other issue that we have to deal with today, uh, your boy Tucker Carlson went after the Mars company. Do you know why he went after the Mars Company? Mars bars? No. No. M- <laughs> no M and M's. Well, they, they do Mars bars too, but yeah, the M and M's. Mars Company owns M and M's. We well, talked about this story, Vic. If you remember back on the Edge when they first changed what the M M&M and M like years ago when we were together. Yeah. That's set, when. Yeah, this okay. happened two years ago. All right, set the stage. I don't remember. Yeah, back we we talked about this on the Edge when we were all together once before. Whenever this first policy first came out, where M and M's Mars went woke. And they recreated all of the Eminem characters, mm-hmm. and they made them. I know what what they turned. Uh, two of them, I believe, they turned into gay women. It, one's like trans. How did we know that they were gay women? Because they tell you that they. They didn't say that the spokes. No, they did because they took, the spokesperson. No, they changed their M&Ms. shoes. <laughs> they changed their shoes. They changed the leg color. They used to all have white legs. They changed one of their legs to a darker color. And well, there's then, nothing wrong with that. No, I agree. They should be. <laughs> How do you know an Eminem is a because trans Eminem? The spokesperson for Eminem's told us they said they changed the they changed the shoes and they changed the clothing for the Eminem's to reflect what they thought was modern society. <laughs> well, Tucker Carlson from Fox News went after them, Eric, and then Tucker's your boy. Tucker went after them, and Eminem said, "Okay, we're changing it." So they took away. You're not going to hear the Eminem's talking anymore there's not going to be any spokesperson m&ms if you've seen those commercials what why because they said they don't want to be considered woke because tucker carlson went after them so i don't know if this is a genius marketing campaign coming out in super bowl so yeah. they're going to do it in the super bowl um maya rudolph uh from saturday night live super funny female which is interesting they're using her now as their spokesperson so you're not going to see the talking ads because here's what tucker went after them because they created a purple color. And allegedly purple is now associated with the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Then they had a special M&M's bag that was just brown, green, and purple for, it was called a female edition, with all of the proceeds going to just female business, for example. And then if you look up the female business, the female business association associated with uh, LGBTQ as well. So they're kind of trying to come in uh, the side, so to speak. And <laughs> so you have to watch what you say. It's um, so stupid. And so they hired Maya Rudolph. <laughs> but I did really some research is. on Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph uh, is a director for an LGBTQ movie as well and is very supportive of that movement too, though. I, I Nobody in this room is not supportive of LGBTQ. But you know what? Swinger, swingers, swingers need their day. I think swingers. Do you need to have gay they need candy? to have any, Tabitha. You should start a swingers club, and then just be really pissed off when you don't get enough advertising. She already lives in Winghaven. I mean, you need to. <laughs> Maybe oh, I already have, Eric. Uh, Vic, Vic for the, the Maybe play I of the day. Maybe I just haven't invited you. Vic for the play of the day. That's all right. That's cool. Tabitha, that was good. I think, <laughs> I think they need a pineapple M M&M. and M. I think they need an upside down pineapple M and M. Then you can have all the trans. But you're, you guys are missing the biggest point here, and that is go for it. That is that this is candy, and they're trying to make woke candy. Why? To get at the children. My one. That's a great point. You certainly see that, Eric, don't who you? Is, who does candy market to? 
children. Well, a lot of adults eat that crap too, so I don't know. But you're right. It's uh, it's it's <laughs> maybe Wing Haven. Did you see? Yeah, that? and she's got pineapples on order right there. <laughs> Wait a minute, Wing Haven is the new Newtown. Is that what you're telling? Eric, Come you on, did, Eric. You I did not know any of this. For I didn't even all know of our Newtown listeners was. outside of the St. Louis area and across the country. Um, Eric brought up swingers. Allegedly, Swing Haven, Wing Haven, blah, blah, blah. Mosses. Tabitha Pineapple Hassle. My neighborhood is so boring. I wish there was something fun going on around there. But I'm just saying, (laughs) don't you think swingers are offended that they get no attention? If you're going to bring up the sexual orientation of people. Well, no, I mean, Tucker Carlson went after the Mars Company because of the thing you're trying to mark. And like Tabitha said, about marketing to kids, giving in to woke policies. Oh, you say you're going to go away from woke now. But the Super Bowl is coming up, so Maya Rudolph is going to be the spokesperson. You're not going to see the talking M&Ms anymore. That's a shame. I'm going to have to look back at the M&Ms. Maybe Scott can find the pictures. And regarding the the heels, you said they were they were different. They changed or? the shoes, and and so what they've said with Maya Rudolph's character, something about the shoes. They haven't revealed what shoes she's wearing yet. So the big deal about the Super Bowl commercial for M&Ms is they're going to reveal what shoes. Maybe they're just bigger pumps because guys can't wear. They, the well, small they took away pumps. the heels. The little Eminem's female used to wear heels. Oh. They took away her heels and gave her more. I guess what they saw as effeminate shoes. You know, more manly shoes because she was supposed to be gay. You just t- use two words that mean exactly the opposite thing. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. She just she said you were right, Eric. I know. Well, she said effeminate and uh, manly at the that same time. That happened at eight fifty nine. Well, feminine on January is female. Yeah, so I'll take the I'll take the win. <laughs> well, it's interesting because as we speak about clothes too coming up here, as soon as we get her mic'd up, and Scotty's going to get our next guest mic'd up. She got to studio a little bit early, but we've got Asma Hashimi. She is the owner of Prom Doll. She's in studio. Can't wait to talk to her about her fantastic fashions and the company that she has put together and of course uh we're also going to talk about her journey from iraq to america and living the american dream in regards to getting into what she's seen not only from her business standpoint and promoting her company but also at the same point in regards to what she has seen as an american citizen and, and coming here in regards to people respecting what we actually have uh what she sees with illegal aliens what she sees with people regarding uh this country when it comes into play. Also, remember, this is CancelTheShow.com. Share the show as always. Jump in for our original content. You can jump in and share the show. You can also, uh, after most days, we've had a lot of guests today, but uh, we have a number that we roll at the bottom of our screen every day. You text that. You don't call the number. You text that after um, our interview with uh, Ozma. We'll certainly put that number up so that you can go ahead and text in when we do that. Um, now we have her on the screen. Ozma, it's a pleasure to meet you in person. And forgive me if I'm not saying that. Ozma Hashimi. Very close. Esma. Esma. Very nice. Esma. And I already love that accent. Oh, you're so sweet. Okay, you are. Tell us about prom dolls real just quick. like this. I'm already live. You're live. I know nothing. You're live. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 kind of how we do it. This wonderful world of podcasting, and that's why so many people jump question? in. I'll be more than happy. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and uh, your company. Esma uh, Hashimi was raised, born and raised in Baghdad from Iraq. And uh, when I made it to the U.S., I was 26 years old, I believe, in 1999. Mm-hmm. That's going to reveal the entire thing about my age. Can you uh, talk in the mic a little bit more? We, we haven't. Or pull the mic yeah. up closer Kevin. to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So if you can pull He's the kind mic of a back to you a little right bit closer to Is this good? There you oh, go. perfect. Nice. Okay. Okay. Besides, I'm very loud if you want me to talk Yes. Loud. Yeah, go crazy. Yay. You can't out loud her, that's for sure. <laughs> and you have a beautiful green outfit on. Oh, you're so sweet. It's I new love it. just for you. <laughs> I love all the jewels on her collar. I'm going to have to get one of those. Thank you. Come to prom dolls. I will. Absolutely. Uh, so you said you uh, grew up in Baghdad? Grew up in Baghdad. Uh, graduated from business administration down there. Uh, came to the U.S. back in 1999, October of 1999. Uh, I was married to a U.S. citizen. Uh, three years later, I had my citizenship. Went back to school. Uh, the point from school was to become a dentist. I finished my pre-med at SIUE, finished wow. my master's at Webster University, uh, went through divorce, and that's one of the qualifications to become a U.S. citizen, by the way. I drank, I cussed, and I got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, when I was asked by the officer at the citizenship ceremony, she was like, what makes you think you are qualified to become a U.S. citizen? I said, tell me why not. I drank, I cussed, and I've been divorced. Hmm. <laughs> she didn't think that was funny, though. She did not think it was funny? <laughs> she oh. needs to lighten up. She looked at me like, yeah. I'm like, you can't disagree, though. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, but you'd fly right through these days. That's the truth, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but the divorce came across when I was doing, uh, when, I, when I was done with my pre-med and took my uh, DAT, dental admission test, mm -hmm. in Alton, SIUE, but... Uh, I decided to take a U-turn and do my master's, which I did, and became a biology teacher. Taught biology wow. at Hancock School District as a mm -hmm. student teacher. I had a great time, fun. I loved it. Yeah. Loved it. However, my passion was always in fashion, and my dad supported me ever since I was young. I was yep. 18 years old, and I started to design those wedding gowns and put in a spot where I had to make a gown. Yeah. And I don't want to get in politics, but believe it or not, I have, like, uh, cashed some of Saddam Hussein's uh, wife back in the days. So they will come to my house, the security, they will bring the fabric and show me what they want. And they say, go ahead and sketch or draw the style of the dress. And I will do that for her. And I was you had 18 to have had a years connection. old. 18? Wow. Yeah. So you had, you had to have had some sort of connection with Saddam Hussein then for his wife to Indirectly, to. and my dad one was, uh, he had the ID being one of his best friends because he used to give it to a certain people. My dad was a chief pilot at Iraq Airways, and he was a commercial airline pilot, mm -hmm. so he flew him and flew with him a few times. Uh, so, yeah, there was semi-connection. You know, when you be in that position uh, with the government, you have a, to have a security background check. You have to have a, a straight connection, sometimes private meetings. So, yeah. Wow. And by the way, I'm not against the guy. So right. I used to like him. And, yeah. and, you know, and, and I'm so glad you said that because too many people don't understand how that all went down. And, and we don't have to get into that today. But what happened... Well, I want to get into yeah, it. Really? What happened in Iraq... <laughs> Is Saddam actually kept that country in check? 
Actually, and, Saddam came, sorry to interfere with oh, you, but Saddam, if you look at it, the Middle East was in better shape when Saddam was in power. Yes, it was. That, yes, I mean, was. just to be honest, and if we're going to talk about the character, so many people did not like him. I was not 100%. Growing up, we were not a huge support of him. However, today when we look back, we're like, this guy knew what was going on. He did. Well, for Middle East. For the for Middle, Middle East. Middle East, definitely, so, definitely. So, so a lot of people think to themselves... You know, Saddam, he did a good job with uh, with Iraq, uh, but he, but there was a lot of oppression also, wasn't there? So, 100%. so so there were people in Iraq that were not living their best life because of Saddam Hussein. Is that correct? Of course. Yeah. Of course. But but he did keep uh, Iran out, <laughs> and, and vice versa. So, what did you think when uh, the United States came in? Were you like, okay, about time, or were you like, what's going on here? What was your what, what were your feelings when, when the United States came into Iraq? I wish you didn't ask this question. I'm like, oh, okay. some people are not going to like me. You know no, what? But, we, but here's the thing. Everything you so say, we're going to agree. But, but we don't. But a lot of Americans do not get the perspective from where you so were sitting. So if you have been watching President Trump and listened to what he has said, even before he became a president, he was not a big support of the invasion of Iraq. Yes. And if you ask me my opinion, I wish this never happened. Mm -hmm. ever, th ever since this happened, things start going down. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to compare, like someone will tell me, then if you like it that much, why did you leave? Right. Okay. It's a huge, we, we can take a day talking about that. Sure. We'll have you back. <laughs> and we should, and we need to talk about it more. And we actually do talk about it. You know, I back in the day, I used to have a whole show about Middle Eastern politics. And, you know, it's, it's about choosing the lesser of two evils. Exactly. Sometimes. And we invaded Iraq on false pretenses. Thank it was you. never about weapons of mass destruction. Thank you. None were found. Thank we, you. we did that because the, the U.S. has to be the police of the world. We have to go in and we have to go to different countries. We have to take their natural resources. We have to take over their banking system. We have to put our puppet in place. And we always leave a country worse off than what we left it, than what it was before. So this is how I describe my beautiful place, America, my country that I lived in more than I lived in Iraq, by the way. Yeah, because so you're an American to, citizen now. Exactly. Oh, I've been for years and years, for 17, 18 years now, since 2003. Right. With a pride and respect. Um, this is what I call America. You know when you're a mother and you have three, four kids, and one of those children is always the naughty one and the school complain about the bully but at the end of the day, you love it and you respect it and you cuddle it because it's that one. So yeah. that's how I describe the U.S. However, we as a U.S. citizen don't know so much about what the true story is. There is always a motive. We don't just go invade a country because we love these people so much and we just want them to have a better life. First of all, better life in the Middle East is not going to happen. The democracy that we talk about here, it does not walk very well with their culture and belief. You just It's not going to happen. Dictatorship will always have to take a place for a country to be controlled in the Middle East. You let them do their own thing. You let them go. Look at the chaos. It's been 20 plus years and mm -hmm. this country cannot be 100% stable. Mm -hmm. They need a higher power. It's like a business. Even from business owner perspective, if you become so linear and say, oh, democracy, it's okay, sweetie, that you're late to work five minutes today. Tomorrow, 10 minutes, oh, it's just 10 more minutes. Who cares? The next day, the person is not going to show up to work because they expect they can get away with it. Slippery slope. 
If you do not, every once in a while, put them in their space and say, hey, there's consequences to your mm -hmm. behavior. You want to go against the country and you want to do something bad. You want to spread drugs. You want to do the best. I'm not saying it's okay to chop off people's head or kill people or put them in a presence, but I do believe of consequences in everything we do. It's no different than your kid does something wrong, you take their cell phone. Even though I never did that to my kids. Well, let me ask you about that because <laughs> but what's happening in the Middle East is interesting. It's, um, um, Iran uh -huh. and all of this stuff going around with the women who are rising up and really driving that social upheaval against Iran. Do you think Iran is in any jeopardy of losing control as far as the government goes? Or is this just something, a blip on the map? So I'm not from Iran. But I'm so proud of them that they won this battle. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, and I feel so bad for the person who lost her life mm -hmm. for that. But this person will always be in the future history books of Iran. Because of this woman, I, I heard that they got this accomplished, and women do not have to cover. Covering head and following religious belief is not a must. It's not. It's personal. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a country in Iraq, and no, I was never covered. Right. I left the country and I never was covered and I traveled and I wore my jeans and high heels and did what I wanted to do. When my cousin was fully covered from top to toe, it's so personal. Right. It's not a must. Not to mention that the covering thing, it got its uh, a, a symbol of a Muslim woman. And by the way, it is not. If you think about it, it's no different than going to Catholic church and you see the nun who is covered from top to toe. Right. You look at Virgin Mary, peace be upon her, you never see a picture of her hair uncovered. So it became from the first tradition of Judaism, women were covered, then Catholic Church, nine years old, could not enter the church if she didn't have a cover on her head. Right. And there are several families, American women, who do cover the to Amish go to church, Mormon to mass. And exactly. And, and they wear veils. So, because and that's they, out of respect. Yes. Mm -hmm. Me as a Muslim woman, and I went mm -hmm. to church several times with an ex, uh, someone I dated, I always dressed up in modesty, out of respect. I mean, when, when it comes to higher power and religious, it's all about respect. Right. It has nothing to do with now you're too religious. And yes, it's a, I believe covering is a man rule. It was never religious. That's, that's how I believe. <clears throat> but I mean, my belief means nothing. It doesn't mean that this is what it should be or what it was. Right. But I, Esma, I, am, I call myself a Chris, uh, A Chrislam. Slim. <laughs> <laughs> I knew where you were going. <laughs> Sorry. Which is, I pull anything, I pick what I want from each religion, and I made my own. Asmalism. Mm -hmm. I That's love that. I call it. We're because it's the truth. They all is. unite under one thing. Don't yes. cheat, don't lie, don't stab someone in the back, be a good person, be a human, da-da-da. And that's how I raised my kid, who is now 27 years old. Very nice. So it's like, okay, why men didn't cover? I asked someone. Mm -hmm. I asked someone in the religious yes. when I was in Baghdad. I said, okay, now you're like the imam who is so much like a priest. I said, tell me the reason why do we have to cover as females? Oh, because and because because we desire you. Men are like animals. They yes. look at a woman and do. I said, but we're not. So when I look at, at a man, I immediately envision him in a suit and bow tie and totally covered. Right. I said, believe it or not. We do the same. Mm -hmm. So why is it okay for us to sin and look at a man and envision him naked 
but he cannot envision us. He, we're going to go to hell if he looked at us this way, but we don't go to hell looking at him that right. way. Oh, yeah, because let's say about the Work oppression it. of women. I swear. I said pretty much there's, and there is a saying in Iraq, we always laugh about it. We say the reason European society, uh, Jesus, peace be upon him, looked behind and he was like, my women are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Be open. And Muhammad looked around and he was like, women, cover up. <laughs> We're talking with Azma Hashimi. Um, you came to the United States. You became a legal citizen. Yeah. You have this super successful business, Prom Dolls. You were telling us a little bit about um, how you got to where you were. How did the business actually come into play where you became this super successful businesswoman in the St. Louis area? So when I was married a long time ago, I've always uh, did this from my basement, actually. I designed and took special orders, even though I was doing a job and I was doing to, uh, going to work and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I converted my basement back in the days into my uh, workshop. And I had changer rooms and fitter rooms and area sewing machines wow. and stuff. I've always loved it. And I will beat the dresses by hand. I've done this since I was in Baghdad, like, mm-hmm. like I said. So uh, I've talked to my ex-husband about I want to open my own bridal shop or prom or pageant. But um, God loved my ex-husband. He was not an aggressive man. He did not want to take that risk. And I was like, what do I do to accomplish this? I was like, great, let me divorce him and move on. No, that was <laughs> 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 I'm taking the that best one. That's not the exact reason why. But we appreciate your sense of humor. But <laughs> hey, you know what? Tabitha is not amused. <laughs> no, I, I, I love, I, I love us, but you know, I've seen your dresses. Most of my friends own your dresses. Oh, I and love I've it. seen your fashion shows. Uh-huh. And it is absolutely amazing. So this started, wait, so, well. so you, this started in your basement? I started from my basement and started an Etsy account, then uh, ended up uh, pretty much, uh, the divorce was uh, was finalized on April 7, mm-hmm. April 13, I signed up the lease for the new space. And while I was moving, finishing masters, uh, teaching and all the good stuff, I started that business. My dad, back in the day, he funded the business. Nice. He wired me the money to start the business, start a new life and everything. Love it. So even though he's gone until today, he supports me and I mean it. I'm not being just like it is the truth. Yeah. My father, he has always been my backbone. And my daughter, who was 16 at that time, she pretty much worked with me and supported me until today. Without her, I wouldn't be able to do it. So the business started that way. It started with a huge 4,500 square feet foot uh, place that used to be a boxing gym in Arnold. And uh, I converted into bridal. It used to call Artista uh, Formal and Bridal. Mm-hmm. And uh, then for so many years, it was Artista for almost eight, nine years. Uh, then little by little, prom and pageant start taking over the floor, the whole floor. We started with only 89 prime uh, prom gowns and 45 for bridal. The shop was open. There is nothing. It was empty. Yeah. Now you can't walk around. Mm-hmm. We have over <laughs> 2,000 gowns on the floor. Yeah. And sometimes wow. I do costume made and costume design, and I take those, and they are available at the shop still. We do that. Like every season, I will create 15 pieces by hand. Right. And those are a certain special one, but during our busy season, I cannot sit and do that. I, I stop at some point taking a special order. I just do what I do. So, yes, contribute to the society, uh, definitely through a lot of charity fashion shows, and I'm happy. Um, 
I have to thank all my friends and people who knows me or family around the world yeah. because we ship overseas, we're e-commerce, so everyone, family member, they want a wedding gown, they want a dress or yeah. something, immediately my dress up. And they're almost their first source. Uh, if someone around here, if it wasn't for my friends, I wouldn't even be here today. Whether Kevin, Brandy dresses up from me, their friends, your friends, mm -hmm. one day maybe I'll see you, and uh, it doesn't stop. Well, so the, so you took fashion. So you were a professional in the uh, uh, medical professional, right? Initially, okay. Pre med, not very much medical. And a lot that of people makes me aspire sound to. Big. Well, <laughs> you know, you're you're working in the halls. You have the white jacket on. Um, you're, so you're in a, a, a profession that a lot of people would love to be in. And then you were like, you know what? I love where I'm at. I'm gonna now. Fashion is my passion. You can you can use that as a bumper sticker if you want. Correct. And but but but. Fashion, and you now have to become an entrepreneur. It's not that you're, you're you can have the passion of being into the, in your industry, but but the real story to me is you come to the United States, you do it all, but the entrepreneurial spirit gets you to where you're at now, 100%. and you're completely taking advantage in a, the best way possible of this country. And we talk about that all the time on this show. Yes. It's like there are no limitations. No. Communities and people put limitations on themselves. No. And if you have a passion, there's a way to get that funded and to become successful at that, right? Listen, America is the perfect land for that. Yes. I do not believe, with all the respect to everyone, there's always exception. But I don't believe why anyone cannot succeed right. in this country. Right. It gives you so many opportunities. And I'm like, if I can do it with an accent in English being a second language, anyone can do it. Yes. Or they can do better. Yeah. Uh, with, like I said, despite any certain situations, whether medical, whether healthy, whether mental issues or whatever it is, I help a lot of people. I'm one of these people who have, like... Like, if someone in need, I will be more than happy to help, and I yes. do, and I have done it. Mm -hmm. However, sometimes I read it through minds. I'm like, some people want it easy. Yeah. We live in a country that taught people how to be spoiled, and yeah. it's so easy. Easy to return things, easy to expect, easy to get things for free, easy to apply online for free, free, free. Yeah. And... Um, I don't support it. So, uh, for example, uh, I lived in an area during my divorce that mm -hmm. was very low-income area mm -hmm. just to afford what I can do back then. Yep. And my neighbor was like, well, my son-in-law can mow your yard, but you have to pay him in cash. I said, well, how does he survive? He goes like, he's on disability. Well, he's on disability, but he's mowing my yard. <laughs> ah, Yes. And he said, he didn't that's okay. And he's looking at me. I said, you're coming to the wrong person. Yeah. I will hire that guy in the truck with the equipment who's charging me twice more. And I'm not being an idiot for being more. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how you're it supporting is. an entrepreneur you as opposed have to, to mm -hmm. supporting some support a loser. Well, not a lo well, yes, yeah, a exactly. loser, but a someone loser. who has who, who thinks that they have gamed the system somehow to make more money on top of the public money that's already coming. Totally see what you're saying. Exactly. Absolutely. Or I worked for Commerce Bank for a long time with yes. all the respect to another teller next to me every time her husband who is big and tall and big guy, nothing wrong with him. He walks in with a stupid cane. Yeah. Like a wooden cane, he probably got it from a grand yeah and that person when he walked in uh i'm like what is wrong with your husband and she's like he got hurt at yeah. work he yeah. got hurt at work nothing wrong with him yeah. built a new house 
uh, in my in the same subdivision where me and my ex-husband lived back yeah. then. Was that in Arnold? Was no, that? No, no, no. That was down in Fez the house was in Herky. Okay. I went to commerce different utility <clears throat> yeah. places, and I'm like, nothing wrong with the guy, nothing wrong with the guy. But that's all what it took. So he built a house. He took advantage of the whatever, suing the wherever he worked, and I'm like. That's not what I meant by America yeah. is the land of dreams and it makes it true. Just, right. you know, get things easily. Yeah, it's not Willy Wonka the Chocolate no, Factory. Not. What do you think about, we had a, a guest on the first hour about so many people infiltrating the country from an illegal standpoint. You okay, went through. thank you for asking this question. You went through the naturalization process. You paid the price. You did that. Now, this country, we're told there is as many as 30 million illegal aliens in the United States right now. There is illegal, there is legal, and there is reason. There is there are people that we destroy their land, or we contribute into distracting, disturbing their land. Okay, so that's why they're migrating like somewhere Af where Afghanistan. they can. Whether Syria, mm -hmm. I you know I'm still against the big, huge airplane who shuffled everyone Absol from Afghanistan. Absolutely. We don't know what they are. We don't know their ISIS or yeah. not. With a we put men and whatever in it, and let's go ahead and bring them to the U.S. I'm like, excuse me, I went through hell to make it to the U.S. Yes. Mm -hmm. You didn't just run and jump I on an airplane. I went through process and process yes. and so many interviews. They had pictures of my house in the Middle East in downtown Baghdad. When I went to my citizenship, they opened my file for the visa, initial visa, mm -hmm. after I was married to a U.S. citizen. They're looking. I was in Kuala Lumpur back then, and they're opening my file. There's a picture of my high school, picture of my middle school in Baghdad. I'm like, what? This is how hard they used to work back then. Now, is that all what it take? I go to another country, and I speak a little bit or just stop by and say, me, no English, and they let me in? That easy? Yeah. So, no, I'm 100% against it. With all the respect, yeah. and I understand there are people who want a better life, but if we're going to adopt the whole world, it's going to be chaotic. We need adoption ourselves. We have our own people who need help. You go to California, you go to Honolulu or Hawaii, anywhere in Hawaii, you find people are sleeping inside mm -hmm. a tent yeah. on the road, and they're U.S. citizens. They need that help. If we are able to support financially, let's support them first. Then we welcome other people the legal way. Yeah, yeah veterans. Oh, absolutely. We have to be America first. But do you feel that we need to reform the immigration system? Yes, we do. And I'm actually, I'm going to, I don't understand the reform, but I think you mean revisit? Mm -hmm. we, we need, I think we need to go back because we're, we're too strict with some people. And there are people who should be able to apply to become American citizens. And the process should be faster, it should be easier, and it should be less expensive. So true. So true. And you know what bothered me? Gosh, I wish I'm not live about that. I got a big mouth. You do. <laughs> what bother, one of the, uh, if they put me in the immigration, in, in charge of the immigration system, yes. one of the things I would change is, what does it mean that someone is a pregnant and she comes here a couple yes. of months before Naturalized she Naturalized citizen, yes. And give birth in the U.S. and let's go ahead and this child is U.S. citizen. 18 years from now, they take the, they bring their parents and their cousins and their husbands and bam, yeah. bam, bam, it doesn't stop. I'm like, this is so unfair. This is not even normal because if you go to any of these countries, they won't let you become of U.S. citizen not. just because you let gave birth. Let me ask birth. you a question. Of course uh, not. From our chat line, have you ever thought of running for a government position like in Congress or Senate or something like that? Because I tell you what, you sound like you have a conservative 
but thoughtful voice. Have you ever thought about maybe running? No, I'm too busy making dresses <laughs> and she's selling too busy. them. You're, she's, you're she's too, too smart. Busy. And she's too busy making money legally. And we, and we have to talk about her dresses. I'm too busy paying dresses. taxes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, we have to talk about your dresses before you go. Yeah, let's do it now. I'll tell you what. I have seen your runway shows. Uh-huh. I have numerous friends who have your dresses. And what I can speak to from seeing them, they're absolutely beautiful. Thank you. They're beautiful. But what is what separates your dresses, I think, from what you would see at the mall, let's say, on a rack or what you can order online is the fit. You know, I can tell that you've really put some thought into what fits a woman's body the best. And it doesn't matter what size, you have a very good fit to your dresses. It's so ironic you're saying this because last night me and my, one of my best friends, Naomi, were talking about that exactly. Uh, we're talking about social media and TikTok and them, and I'm advising her to go ahead and put her business on TikTok because she have a great business right, very close on Clarkson Road. She sells vitamins and health and stuff. And I said, you're missing out because through TikTok, a lot of people are coming our way, whether email, whether we had a client last weekend flying all the way, uh, driving all the way from Ohio. And she said, your social media brought me. I want this address and I want this, what you did wow. for this person. Wow. Yes, believe it or not. And she ended up with a dress. I love it for that. Uh, last night I was telling her, if you keep thinking that everyone else sells your supplement or they can get it somewhere else, you will never succeed. Mm -hmm. Because do you think there is no other dress shops out there, no other talk show, no right. other people? I said, what differentiate you is you, how you do it, how you say it. Yes. I said, when well, sometimes I, and that's going to sound like I'm, I'm a, like, really thinking highly of myself. But I'm going to tell you the truth. You can go to any of my who consider themselves my competitors. Um, you can walk around, pick a dress, put it on. They sell you the dress, and you're good to go. When a lady or a woman walks into my shop, first of all, I'm always hands-on. I do not walk away from my shop unless emergency or vacation. And sometimes I shut it for a week, and I say we have construction going on. If I go overseas or I do something. Because mm -hmm. I lose reputation when I leave. It's not about lo I lose sell. It's better than losing reputation. Wow. What does that mean? Yes. Of course, you can't make everyone 100% happy. There's always that one person who, no matter what, you can't make them happy. But when someone walks in, yes, 100%, me and my daughter, we study your body. Whether you're short, you're tall, you're, you're a little bit more full than another person, you're busty. What's mm -hmm. your best feature in your body? And that's the feature we want to show. We pick out your, we let you pick out your own dresses. Yesterday, I had a mother of a bride. She picked out her own dresses. I said, you just passed three dresses I would love for you to try on. And she goes like, this one? Mm, not sure. This one? I said, you got nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. I don't charge you to try on dresses. But just for me, try these three. Well, her favorite picks were the two of the three I picked out for her. Mm -hmm. Almost always the case. <laughs> Not to mention f being from, like, everyone walks in thinking this is what they want. Absolutely. But they end up with something has nothing to do with what they initially And they look better, for. right? They look That's so like Tabitha's camera shot here in this room. Hey, she, looks <laughs> <laughs> she looks amazing. So but honestly, like even my friends, when they walk in, Asma, I'm here, we're invited to this event, what should I wear? Mm -hmm. So I pick the dresses, I know for sure what's going to look. But first we listen, what's in your head, what's in your mind? Show me inspo, what are you here for? When you see what she's here for. And I'm a little bit, 
you know, in the Middle East, we grew up, and this is not always a good trade, by the way. We're here very nice. We're raised like if someone tell you, do you think I look fat? Well, honey, if you didn't look fat, you would not ask me. Or if you did not look not good in this one, you wouldn't ask no, me. People who grew up in other countries are more direct. Yes. Very than, direct, and they and, consider them rude. Yeah, That's and, not and rude. if you're direct, you're considered rude. I'm rude if yeah. you're my friend, my neighbor, my whatever, second cousin. But if my own kid or my own sister is asking me, uh, I can't play games. I'm going to tell her yeah. the truth. This does look good. This well, husbands don't know how to answer that question. Honey, do I, does this make you look bad? <laughs> makes you look great. Let's go to dinner. Honey, yeah. honey you look good in it. Hurry up. Let's go. As hey. women, we want you. Can I Can I add something really quick? I, I, I lost my sound for a second, oh. so I'm trying to catch back up. So, Asma, what I really like is that me as a woman, I don't know what fits me best. I don't think most of us women know. We know what we like, but that doesn't mean what we like looks good on us. You're so right, but you know what? Being in this business, you also have to walk on eggshells because you don't want to offend anyone. You want to almost study the personality as soon as they walk in, break the eyes, make sure they can take that. So I'm one of the people who's straightforward. I will ask the client, may I touch your daughter to fix the dress on her or to clip the dress? Like, I'm right on. They don't even know I'm the owner. I work. I'm the janitor. I'm a cell associate. I'm checking out. Nothing. I had someone complained about me not too long ago. They said to my daughter, give me the number of the owner. This one needs to be fired. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I wish they fired yeah. me. They never do. Yeah. But How your honesty is what makes your dresses so what beautiful. What is the, what is the uh, Wait, so percentage of your, your St. Louis business to international business? Oh, a uh, huge difference. International, I would say 15 to 18 percent. But, and like... Uh, U.S. Mm -hmm. domestic yeah. is very high. E-commerce, mm -hmm. our sell, our uh, website is doing great. Right. Uh, but local, it's 99.9%. Nice. How do people get in contact with you from the website and where are you located? Because just looking at our chat line, people are... They, some of the people don't even know your product yet, but they like you and they want to be associated oh, that's so sweet. I love with Asma. Them. I love How that. do people get in contact with you? Uh, immediately. They can call the shop, Prom Dolls. We are located in Arnold, Missouri. We've been there for 11 years. We just celebrated a couple of days ago with all our school ambassadors, our 11 years anniversary. And uh, you are welcome on Instagram, on Facebook, Prom Dolls MO, as in Missouri, uh, TikTok, or on our www.promdolls.com. Uh, if they want to speak directly to me, they just say, can we speak to Asma immediately? Sometimes, most of the time, I'm direct immediate with my clients. If they need any special made, a special custom made or anything, my cell phone is always open for them. Walk into the shop, no need for an appointment. We will always welcome you. And if we're shorthanded, we explain to you that we are shorthanded. Most of the clients understandable and they love it. And I ask people, I'm like, are you comfortable with me giving you my opinion? Are you open with me telling you? Are you okay with me telling you if this is honestly looks good on you or not? Mm -hmm. Because, like I said, it's not just selling the dress. You want to sell the right dress because this will backfire. People will ask, where did you get it from? And you mm -hmm. want to make sure that our name put on a good address. And I like point. the fact that people trust us. And by the way, we do tuxedo rental as well. 
So there our go, new boys. line is coming up for the tuxedo uh, in a few months. It's going to be embellishment on a tuxedo. We match the prom boys to the prom girl and male and female and stuff like that. So, yeah. Nice. Well, we'll have to have you back on. Asma Hashimi, hey, the owner of Prom Dolls. Hey, I would love to next time. Dolls. I will put my jeans and leggings like you, all the Lululemon, and come here. I'm like, <laughs> 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 no, <laughs> it's a compliment. Asma, you no, you class up the joint. That's all oh, right. I love you, you you just come in with your your jewels and your great outfits and your suits. Thank you so much for sharing more about Prom Dolls Thank and. You. Thank More you. importantly, who you are as a person, what it took to become an American citizen, what you see and not being afraid to talk about uh, things that are happening in this country that may not be so good. But, but at the end of the day, we live in one of the best lands. And like I told you on the phone, can I share that with you? Yes. Uh, guys, uh, so I travel a lot and my business also require me to travel. And that's a part why I love to do what I do, whether meeting with fashion designers, watching runways and fashion shows and things. And I'm by nature was born uh, a daughter of an airline pilot and I was married to an airline pilot and my ex-father-in-law was an airline pilot mm -hmm. so everyone is bird with wings <laughs> <laughs> so um, I like that thing and when I travel to some part of the <clears throat> world who some people we will sit and they ask me things and they say and one of the people not too long ago sat down and criticized the U.S. in a very disrespectful manner uh, it's a curse, it's a Satan, such and such, the culture is this, like whatever it's taken, I'm just staring. And I said, that's okay, one less person to worry about, you're not there, and I understand, and it's whatever it is. I come back to the U.S., and less than two weeks later, that person calls me and goes like, what does it take to apply for the lottery, that visa, the green yeah. card online? Yeah. <laughs> I said... You just get on and apply. Why? He goes like, because I would like for you to help me. They're, they're still asking if you have someone there, you know, reference, recommendation. I said, you mean to the land of Satan and disrespect and the culture yeah. of such and such and such, you want to send you and your family to be here, yeah. live in the U.S.? He thought I was the biggest B. Yeah. Not yeah. Beyonce. Not, <laughs> yeah, not Beyonce. <laughs> Which is the biggest B, actually. That's a good... Asma, that's a great point. It's a I great swear, story. I swear. I said, you mean this? Yeah. He goes like, it's not me, but my kids want to. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, okay, fair enough. I'm not the one you go to. Right. Go to someone else. Yeah. Please. Yeah. yeah. Because I will be, I will have hard time letting you in when I knew, ooh, this wasn't showing the whole show. Oh, it was. It was blinging, trust me. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> no, it looks good. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm trying to say. Like, yes. And you have a lot of, of passion. People can criticize us all they want. and But when you walk around the world, even though I'm one of the people who always dog down the government did this, they did this, they did that. But I'm going to tell you the truth. When I walk around the world... When I'm traveling in airport, I'm so proud of who I am. I'm so proud in my U.S. citizen passport. And I'm proud, with, like, yeah. I will always be proud of my other country. It's like, you know, in the middle of both of them. Same feeling, same love, some, same loyalty, mm -hmm. and it will continue forever. Well, yeah. go ahead and check out our comments when you get a chance today. I would on, love to. Because you are getting several compliments, also inspiring other female business owners as well as Ma. So you're doing it even if you're not trying to do it. 
It's happening. We'll love to have you back on the show at some Thank point. Thank you, All guys. Right. I love you, and I love everyone who's taking the time and actually watching and commenting. And and people will as soon as the show ends, too. So when we continue on live here. So whenever you're comfortable, you can get up, and we'll catch up with you later, all right? Thank, Thank you so, so much. much. Tell Kevin we said hi. Tell I Kevin will. we said hi. He's, Kevin, he's right hi. out there. Yeah, he's, waiting, <laughs> he's waiting for your autograph. We love you. Yeah. I love you and Brandy. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> Asma Hashimi, the owner of Prom Dolls. What a terrific story. We were looking forward to that. That's for sure. Uh, seriously, all the way down the comment line. So refreshing, so inspiring. Beautiful person. Uh, Kevin says, hi, babe. He's on the line there. Great job, Asma. Uh, my wife just immigrated for, immigrated from Italy. She knows there are a lot of issues here, but she says there is so much more freedom in the United States than even in Italy. Now, it's difficult for us to because we don't get a lot of freedom in certain areas, and we try to talk about certain topics uh, from a media standpoint, but I think she's talking about from maybe a different standpoint. Yep. Bye, Asma. <laughs> Uh, so, what a terrific guest. Glad that we had her on. Uh, Eric, if you need a tuxedo, you can also go there and get a tuxedo. Right, do Tabitha, I look like I would wear a tuxedo? You, you, you may, for some yes. event, you may need one. I hope I she's look making, like and tuxedo. I wanted to ask her this. We didn't have time, but I would love to know if time. she's making. She was on for 40 minutes. Well, Tabitha. I know, but you guys were talking no, about other stuff. I wanted wasn't to, I, you guys. I wanted to talk about dresses because me as a female, I hardly ever have anyone to talk about dresses too. But I'm very curious if she's going to make velvet. I am obsessed with velvet right now. I'm very curious if she's going to make velvet jackets for men, velvet suits. Okay. I'll have to ask her that next time. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm, dear, I'm going to the uh, quick trip. Do you have my velvet suit anywhere? But I, I really hope, ladies, that you guys reach out and no. visit Asma and check yes. out her dresses. She's amazing. Because I'm not kidding you. Almost every friend I, I know owns one of her dresses. And they very they really are unique. If you're a female, you know what I'm talking about. You order a dress online or you go to a mall yeah. and it's cookie cutter. You know, they make one style of dress, one cut, and it doesn't fit everyone as it should. No. And we end up looking ridiculous. So if, if you go and you buy more a more custom dress. I mean, are you dress, getting married anytime soon? Yeah, I know. Hey, no, it has nothing to do with getting married. <laughs> Women like to wear dresses out. Yes, if you go do. to Napoli, we're wearing beautiful dresses. We go out for the night. We wear Gowns. I mean, so it's very common for us ladies you know what? I tell you to buy what. beautiful dresses. I am going to wear a velvet tux this Saturday night in Springfield, Missouri. You should. As Platinum Rock Legends takes the stage. You should get, could you get, one, could you get one maiden dime? Huh? But it can't. You could, I don't know if you could get one maiden dime. It needs to be hot pink. Hot yes, pink velvet tux. Like Lloyd Christmas from yes! Dumb and Dumber. I am obsessed. <laughs> I'll, get a, I'll get a light blue one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'll follow you around. I'm in. Yes. At the Modern Day Zero show, I'm wearing a... I'm, then I'm going to wear oh the God. light blue tux. We, we, are, we are at the end of times if you're talking about that. By the way, tomorrow we'll give everybody an update. Uh, allegedly, scientists are updating their doomsday clock today. So um, we'll what let everybody hell? know what that Wait means. What do they know about Ta that? I don't. Tabitha told me all about this doomsday. It's stupid. Clock. It's so stupid. People are dumb. They, doomsday. There are a there's lot just of so dumb stupid. things out there. I'll keep you. But you know what else is dumb? You what? know what else is what, stupid? What, what? Xbox is going woke now too, Eric. They're they don't care if people are trying to call them out or not. They've got a brand new gaming console. It's a carbon aware gaming console. It literally turns off. If you've done it or if you've used it too much, and it's all to fight in the name of climate change. Which this is Xbox, Microsoft, the Microsoft Xbox company. Xbox new gaming system. Okay, they're touting the first climate change, carbon aware console. Yes. <laughs> I don't 
You want to talk about stupid? It literally takes up. A doomsday up. clock, the stupid segment. An, an Xbox takes up like literally 25 watts of power over over an hour, which is not, it's like a light bulb. If that. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I mean, how how woke can this well, is not obviously a joke. Microsoft from, is woke. Joe, that's from the why, Facebook line, it's not a joke. I am I'm not just kidding. Go you can get look a it up. PS5. Just stop it. The argument's over. Xbox sucks balls. P- you want a PS5 from Sony? Some of the technology. Am I right, Scotty? Apparently a PS5. I'm not a gamer. I don't know. No, you should be. My son just bought a PS5, and he took it back because it was so bad. What was bad? That's oh Tabitha Hassle, ladies and gentlemen, for the uh, <laughs> the positive. That's your positive message of the day. Yeah. No, PS5 is amazing. He said it was no better or different than PS4. It doesn't and turn itself off. And he is a huge off. gamer. He did not like PS5 at all. So he's the only guy on the planet that likes Xbox better? Wow. That's I, no, amazing. I didn't say he liked Xbox better. He said that he just uses his PS4. See, I just, give me a Defender. Just one of those old big console oh games, Defender. Remember that game? Or give me something that has Joust Galaga. on it. Joust. Alex, Alex says, I'll take Joust. Alex says Xbox has Halo. That's true. And Aaron says PC is the best if you have the money for it. And also, uh, you can thank Bill Gates for all of this. Um can, we, can you guys guess the number one game in the world? Mario Brothers. Number one video Solitaire. game. Solitaire. Mario Brothers. No. <laughs> Get over no. here. Um, that would be uh, Tetris. Mortal Kombat. No. no. <laughs> FIFA. I don't even know. Oh, oh FIFA soccer. That makes sense. Yeah, the soccer I game. I get it. I the forgot world. about It's that. a world event. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pong. Hey, <laughs> I, I used to have a Hey, Pong you guys game. remember Tec- Tecmo Bowl? Yeah. Was, oh, my God. It was a great game. It was the best. It was the best. What happened? Tetris. So beware of the game, the climate change controls. Although Terry hit a point, this is a game thing that may be good for parents as well. Because anybody that has kids, if you're a parent, the gaming, they're addicting, and it's tough to get those damn kids off. Okay, wait a minute. So what is it again if you've used too much of your carbon footprint playing your your Madden? It'll turn off. So right in the middle of the third quarter against the Seahawks, it's it's gone? You got it. We just need to go back to Atari. I hate to say it, but that's the first smart thing you've said all day. Pitfall. 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 A little guy would run and jump over a little pond and grab a I'm so nostalgic all of a sudden. Well, it was was under our stupid section for the day. What? I was? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know we had a stupid section. Um, Where's that section at? I missed that one. I'm so nostalgic lately. Last night I went out to my backyard and there's still an uh, old phone with it doesn't work, but it's still on the wall. Old phone with the with the uh, little you know cu- curled up cable, and you push the buttons. The old remember the old phones, Vic. Remember way back in the day when I you would pick the phone up and call somebody. <laughs> um, I was like, I just stared at it for like two minutes, going, "Wow, I remember when life was cool." And then Peter Frampton started playing in the background. No, I'm just kidding. Remember we used to carry around those big boom boxes, the big radio? I, you know what? A lot of producers, I don't know if you know this or not, oh, I do. used to bring those into studios and do their mix down on an, on multi-million dollar boards. Yeah. They would plug them in and they would do their final mixes. If it on sounds great on that, it's going to sound great I re- anywhere. I remember it, man. I remember it. <laughs> yeah, our guy had a little bitty one. Like it was, you know, like a 18 inch, yeah. you know, by six inch yeah. kind of little box. And yeah. it sounded like. Crap, it, yes. and he would make the mixes sound good on there, yep. and then he'd put them on the big speakers, and we'd just go, Yeah, holy, yeah. yep, yep, <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> yep. Uh, last topic for today that we had to get to that we were trying to get to, 
Um, it, it's a it's a sad one at that. We know that some service members lost their jobs because they refused to get vaccinated. Well, guess what? Now, when you sign to go into the military, um, you get signing bonuses. Guess what? Military coming now for signing bonuses of people who were fired because they refused to get vaccinated, despite all the information that we have now, despite everything that's being undone when it comes to forcing people to get, quote, vaccinated or cupcaked or whatever. Yeah. Now they're coming for the signing there's a, bonus. There's a fight going on, though. Are you kidding there's me? A, there's a fight going on right now because they're letting the service people who didn't get vaccinated stay, obviously. There's now a fight to get the ones that who were discharged to go from general discharge to an honorary discharge so they get all of their post-service benefits. So there's, there is, this isn't going down without a fight. And they're like saying, okay, if you didn't get vaccinated, you can can come back to the service. They're saying that now, but who wants to go back to that when they've, when you've been in, I mean, a lot of these guys are in private industry now. They're like, screw you. I'm not going back. So the government is the, they don't know the cause and effect of what they do. That's the problem I have with government. They don't understand if I do A, B is going to happen. If I, do, if I get rid of all the pilots in the United States Air Force because they don't want to get vaccinated, I have no more pilots in what is called the Air Force. If I get, if I, in, they do it across the board, taxes. If I raise taxes on businesses, they're going to fire people. They don't understand the cause and effect. That's the most frustrating thing about our government is that we, we hire stupid people to go and try to lead us. Because the people like who came into the studio today, who is smart and who could lead us, have no interest in leading us. So we basically hire the dumbest people on the planet to go run this country. I'm done. Maybe on purpose, <laughs> maybe not. I mean, Tabitha's asked that question before. Is something done on purpose, Eric? Cause and effect. Cause and effect. When you are pissed off that you have no more servicemen in your army and you're having a hard time recruiting... It's because you did something really stupid and you put a law into place that says if you don't get vaccinated, you can't be part of our team. Well, screw you. Bye. All of a sudden, well, well we don't have enough people on our team and they don't want to join. What about, Cause all and effect. Of, what about all of the service members who were discharged because they wouldn't get cupcake? They lost all their benefits. Yeah. They lost all of their pay. Where is their retribution? Who's going to be held accountable for that who's going to be held accountable for the many friends i have in the military who got cupcaked against their will they had to do it Mm -hmm. because they didn't want to lose their benefits close to retiring after a career in the military they're sitting around worried what about my health what am i going to do to get this poison out of my system where i i want to know where the accountability is well i'll tell you what you bring that up you might as well just keep going because there's a lot of uh, articles now being written and they're trying to dispel as many as they can about this this cupcake killing a bunch of people now. Have you seen that? No, what happened with the cupcake? Well, on, on uh, I was reading it earlier, and I'll try to paraphrase, but USA Today is trying to dispel the myth, and they're calling it a myth, that the cupcake is now cu- responsible for 100,000 deaths. Sudden deaths. They're calling them sudden deaths. So basically, you're alive, you're healthy, and boom, in your sleep, you're gone because of this. And they, of course, they're trying to say, well, there's no, there's no quantifiable proof that that's true. Well, I'll tell you what, this anecdotal truth seems to be kind of bizarre, don't you think? It does. Don't you think that that's a little bizarre? Don't you think that the people that might have said, you know what, I'm out on the vax or on the cupcake, and uh, I'm, you know what, I'm going to take my chances with this thing, 
And if I get the thing and I get the T cells and the B cells, I think I'm going to feel a little bit better about not getting the vaccine. So thank you very much. Don't you think that those people right now should be celebrated a little bit by saying you guys, you guys took the, the, you took the, you guys went out and were unprotected, but yet you guys are what is causing herd immunity against this thing. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now the USA Today, who is probably a very liberal publication, is looking oh, no, at— it is. It's a very liberal And this came from the CDC, all, by the way. Yeah, the CDC has no choice. They know what's going on. Yeah. They have to jump up and try to protect themselves now to have some sort of credibility because there's not much they can do when all the information coming out. And not only information and facts, but doctors, doctors who once supported yeah. them and everything that they said, now not ashamed, now not afraid to say publicly, wait a second— we need to stop. We need to make sure that we know why these conditions are happening all over the place. And, of course, the CDC has admitted there's an increase in the stroke risk. Stroke and sudden death. So this whole, so this whole thing that your heart is working one second and stop working the next second, that's not normal. That's not normal on any planet. I'm sorry. It's not normal that you are a healthy young adult and all of a sudden you go from I'm going down the field to score this goal in soccer to being flat on your face and not with us anymore. That is not normal. But it's not it's not just that. It's also think of all the people who've been diagnosed with stage 4 cancer out of nowhere. No signs, no symptoms. Go to the doctor over something little, boom, stage 4 cancer, gone 2 or 3 months later. It's unprecedented and it has to be because I know so many people who have talked about it. It's insane. There is something going on. Has anybody heard about this? Big Pharma now wanting to create a refusal jab? What does that mean? More and more money. I get the more and more well, money. Well, they have grab, a new one coming out. Is that what? Is it? A, what's a refusal that? jab? I don't know what that is. I have no. Now, Tabitha, was it you that talked about no donating? Is no. <laughs> was it you talked about donating blood in regards to if you didn't there, um, get cupcake? There was a time, they're not doing that any longer. There was a time, because I went and donated plasma at one point because I had the C word early and I had built up a large number of antibodies and they were looking for plasma. And at that time, there were signs all over the blood donation facility that says, if you have been cupcaked, we cannot accept your blood. So for a long time, they were not taking cupcaked Hmm. blood. But then they started taking it. Now there's a lot of controversy where, like, let's say myself, for for instance, I'm non-cupcaked. I don't want the blood of somebody that is cupcaked. How does that affect your body? Yeah, I'm talking about TikTok, there's some really weird TikToks about, like, you ever see those in-cab uh, cameras oh. that, that you have to have on as a truck driver? You have to have the ca- yes. camera here. If you don't own the truck, they're... There's a lot of TikToks now that I'm seeing that are the the truck driver just passes out and dies as he's going down the <gasps> highway. Oh my god! And I'm like going, oh I'm going, god. what the when in what part of my life in the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s did I ever hear or see any of this stuff of truck drivers just having heart attacks and flying off the road? No, it is. There's something to it. But is it only the cupcakes, or is it also if you think about the c word being potentially a bioweapon? And it's in our bodies. It's laying dormant, let's say. How do we know how that's going to affect us moving forward? What's going to happen in 10 years, 20 years? How do we know that it, it, I know after I had the C word, I didn't have any symptoms at the time. But back in October, when I thought maybe I had it, 
I was having all kinds of crazy heart issues. And I, it, how do we know that it doesn't affect us just from having it? Well, I, we got some clarification. The, quote, refusal jab, apparently, or allegedly, what you have now is Pharma coming out with a shot, a new cupcake, to undo the first cupcake. So then second what? cupcake can undo the first cupcake, growing blood vessels in the heart hmm. to help go against, help compete with what happened with the first shot. Are so you kidding me? a cupcake me? for a cupcake? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Oh, it's, it's my. We'll just continue to take shot after shot. Man, yeah. na- nature I mean, is I the repeat, best shot. A shot so to it reverses. undo the first shot. So the the no shot or whatever you're calling it, it reverses the first. Like some people drink pine needle soup to reverse and try to get the out of your system. You know, we need to. Have you guys ever heard of Dr. Tal Brown? No. Well, I had him on a prior radio life. Dr. Tal Brown, great guy. He thinks that it's snake venom that was put into the cupcakes. And it's very interesting. He makes a very good argument for that, that it's a toxin that was put into people's system and how it affects the mitochondrial DNA. If you guys haven't heard of him, you have to look that up. That goes into conspiracy land. But But it's not a conspiracy. Well, I mean, technically, it's he's a doctor. It's his work and research. Man, this is a Pfizer problem. Pfizer has found out that this is really bad for the human body. Is the government going to stand up and say, yeah, this Pfizer thing was a joke? Are they going to do it or are they going to cover it up? That's the thing you always have to worry about with, with governments is, is what they do and what they say. Now, the CDC, I'm impressed that they said there are 100,000 uh, sudden deaths. But that being said, what does that mean? How are you going to analyze that and let us know what, that, what is causing that? Was it carbohydrates? Was it the was it the cupcake? Was it the actual disease? What was it that is causing that? We need to know that answer. I have no idea where to go with this. I mean, I don't even know what to say. You don't even talk about it anymore. You, I, I you're either vaxxed. You're either vaxxed say. or you're not vaxxed. That's all there is to it. And that and live your life accordingly. But it's not going to change because look at New Zealand. Jacinda Ardern stepped down. She was the prime minister because she said she was burned out. The new guy made a speech yesterday and he said, "Guess what, New Zealanders." You're going to get cupcaked whether you like it or not. It is going to be and she stepped down. mandatory. And she stepped down from the pressure. She, she was, stepped down. She was one of the most ardent supporters of she was. cupcakes, the most of restrictions in her country as Lori well. Lori Lightfoot as well. All of these liberal cities. Take a watch at these liberal cities that made it apparent that you are not doing anything in our city without getting cupcaked. I <laughs> can't stop saying it. Um, People like, are asking us why we keep saying cupcake. Well, go ahead and tell them. It, yeah. We're saying cupcake because we got a two-week ban. We can say this on YouTube. It was a two-week ban? A two-week ban. We got a point against our show, which means we cannot access a lot of their features for six months or longer. And we didn't do crap. And because we said the V word, and so now we're trying to We've said it about 18,000 times today. Yeah. I, guess I know we, we can't can. say it at all. Well, if you do, we can't promote. We can't share the show. There's so many things we're, we're just we can't trying, do. We're trying to teach ourselves to get out of the habit. I guess. Yes. I, I don't know. It's all so. Stupid. Or you just don't talk about it anymore. Well, you have to because it's still. There in the are news. stories. Yeah, these are big stories that are coming down the pipeline. It's, they really are. Yeah. Eric. Well, then we need to. Have, you know, what we need to do on the. Is Alex listening to this today? Because what we need to do is we need to put on our website 
uh, an encoder. Go of, to Rumble and don't well, come back. What the war- yeah. <laughs> Basically, we have to have a, a downloadable page where you can download what we are talking about. And they go, if we say, what would be a word for the I word? What's what's give me a word, Tabitha, for the I word? Who knows? We're never going to please everybody. With no. no, but you have to do it if you want to talk about it. The show's it's, called Cancel This, and basically you've just stuck a thumb in there. Not and the eye. reason why we're saying the, using the word cupcake is that because that has become the universal word for the V word. We didn't make it, it up. Yeah, we didn't put it in there. That's what people are already using. Yeah, it's all bananas. Okay, ice cream. <laughs> I like ice cream. That's a good that idea. That is a good one because <laughs> ice cream is good. <laughs> and of course, it's one of the food groups that yeah. is good for you. Um, just want to let everybody know we're watching. You know, we have listeners all over the country based out of the St. Louis area. We're on Weather Watch. We're going to watch tomorrow. We'll see what we can do if we can get people in here or not. If we can't, what we'll do is we'll run a show. We'll tape original material right now. We can do that right after the show. We'll have something for you tomorrow if we can't get in. Um, so we'll have to wait and see what happens when it comes to the weather. And then we'll pass the news along. What kind of a show we'll have for you tomorrow? I have a suggestion for Friday, free for all Friday, just kind of a lead up. Let's go. I think we make it an 80s Friday. Yeah. And we talk about the things that went on in the 80s when we grew up and how life is so much different now. Yes. We could teach people too that didn't grow up in the 80s. It is a free for all. I'm I'm all so jealous. And the whole show, all we could do is play Skid Row and Ozzy. (laughs) (laughs) i hope somebody can bring in a hot tub (laughs) yeah right or a waterbed 80s friday is certainly gonna make eric really happy oh i'll show up you gotta you gotta wear your costume you gotta wear your stage get up we actually thought waterbeds were comfortable we did. I, I Dude, was, I had one. The, here's the I thing. I thought it was the greatest thing. I had a waterbed in high school. Maybe we need to wait till Friday. I had a waterbed in high school that was in a basement, and during the winter, it had no heater. So I literally was sleeping on water that was just this above freezing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I remember. Trust me. I remember those days. And it never warmed up throughout the night. Try to do that now. You'd wake up so stiff. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah ah! <laughs> Can I read a, a listener comment before we move on? Sure. All right. Someone just sent this to me. I will I will make it anonymous. My Marine Special Forces son-in-law is having major heart issues. He got the cupcake one and a half years ago against his will. He's 30 years from Oh no, he's he is 30 years old. He's 7 years from retirement. He has been sick with a head, cold, sinus issues. She's very upset, very bitter against the government. And I mean, and how can you blame her or anyone? Can't for making your family member, making your child, making your whoever sick because they forced this upon them. Yeah. It, right it, here in the land of the free. It is a sad, sad situation. Thank you for letting us know that. Thank you for reading it, Tabitha. And, of course, we'll continue to let you know what's going on. Share the show as always. Like all of our content. Check out original content that we have in our library that you get in our podcasting situation. Cancelthisshow.com. Once again, cancelthisshow.com. We'll keep you posted on everything regarding tomorrow's show. Scott Girk and Eric Johnson and Tab the Hassle. I'm Vic Faust. Have a great day.
Although, testing, 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 testing. Mic check, testing, testing. All right. So do you want me to? Um, do you want me to mute all these and do that intro again like we did, or do you? Uh, you know what? I can just pop them in. So we're just gonna start, and I'll fade it into you with yep. the. I'll just edit those videos. Perfect. Cool. It might work without it too, where people see us off the bat. I'll explain later too because you're okay. gonna edit it. All right. Just so, um, so what what are we gonna do when we start? Just three, two, one, go. Uh, yeah, just three, two. It doesn't work like that. When I hit start recording, it takes a few seconds and it doesn't tell me when it's gonna start until it comes up. Does that make sense? Yeah. It so how do it. I know when to start talking? Just give him a just give him a beat. I'll just I'll drop my hand. I'll okay. drop my arm. All right. I'll look and talk. So just go ahead and look straight ahead and just kind of from peripheral see okay. my arm drop and go. That way you're you not it. looking over here. Um. Oh, I didn't see your arm drop. I was trying to look forward. I never saw an arm. I'm just going to look at you. I've got to look at you. Hello. We're getting, yeah, we're, we're just, we have a, we'll tape for about one minute really fast and then we're done. Did, I guess Amaz, Asma left. Yeah. Okay, she was great. Yes, on your side. That's all right. And who are you? My name is Kayla. Kayla, I'm Vic. Nice Tabitha, Eric, nice to meet Hi. you. Nice to see you, Kayla. I'm Scott. Nice to meet you. Yeah, he always, he always <laughs> you out. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He puts me in the Okay, so instead of dealing with crime head on, instead of taking on criminals head on, now we have leaders of cities going, oh, no, 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 no. It's on all of you people who are actually acting in a legal manner to take care of the situation. What am I talking about? Crime. New York, Chicago. Hmm. What the hell, Tabitha? New York, Chicago. What they're basically telling us is learn to live with crime. We're going to empower the criminals a little bit more. And, hey, if you're in Chicago, don't carry cash. Mayor Lori Lightfoot said, don't carry cash. If you don't want to get robbed, don't carry cash. New York City, Chase Bank. If rising crime, the crime continues to rise, no one's fighting it. So guess what? We're just going to close all ATMs by 5 p.m. so you cannot access <laughs> your cash because crime is rising. It's funny how the needs of the few outweigh the needs of the many in these cities. You have so many people who literally live there, millions of people, hundreds of thousands of people, yet the few gangs and the few thugs are the ones that dictate all of the rules in every city that is on fire right now so here's the deal move away if they don't care about you don't care about them that's my philosophy and i think that it's like you know what i loved you st louis i loved you detroit i loved you new york i loved you los angeles but you're not taking care of me anymore i'm out of here it's a slippery slope you get used to this what chicago new york wants to do what's next what could happen tomorrow? What can happen next year? Lay down. Let them rape you. Don't. Oh my wow. God. I didn't know we were going there. All right. <laughs> there we go. Leave your house doors open. Let them rob you. Make it convenient <laughs> for the criminal. Keep, keep your cash as long as you possibly can. It's cancelthisshow.com. You can check out our website for all of our original content. We'll see you here every day, Central Time, 8 to 10 a.m. Well, that dog will.
good one, Dan. Was that too, was that too <laughs>